0: Hello, hello, and good evening. Welcome once again to Can you believe it? Lucky number seven, seventh episode of the Orbit. I am your host, Azrael, and I have screwed up already.
1: Hello, I've decided to <laughs> manifest today as a Discord screen. There we go. I have
0: screwed up already.
1: Uh, no, it's called you know building up tension and, and creating content. <laughs>
0: Um so first things first, guys, I'm your host, Azrael. Um I am joined today by my co-host, uh Mr. rude Clouds. Um normally we would also be joined by exiles Rhythm, but he had something come up last minute, and so we are going to have to trudge on without him today. No. Yeah. Um so with that said, um how you doing, man?
1: I'm doing really, really well. Um I uh I didn't get a chance to dive into the uh the expansion as soon as everyone else did. I actually only started, you know I, I think it was the expansion had been up for five or six days by the time I played my first game and mm-hmm. had opened my packs and everything. So i live about jumping into this whole new world of Hearthstone, uh and how I'd sort of fare and how the games would go. And I'm so so overwhelmingly happy to say like it's been such a positive experience. I've been having the best time uh kind of trying out different decks and seeing what's out there and just all the new flavor. Like I'm doing, so I'm doing very, very well.
0: So overall, um, you know, before we even jump into the news and the notes and everything else, like since you did, you did kind of jump into the new expansion late, like what's, what's your, what's your impression? How you feeling about it?
1: Well, that's a great question. Uh, because <laughs> I do want to mention this because I think it applies to a lot of people who were, um, who before they even started playing, they're just how they, you know, how this this apprehension like rotation and anxiety i don 't know the right way to, to phrase it, but this idea of you know jumping into a whole new game almost where so many of the the cards that you were playing with are now just you know null and void that if you want to play standard you 're not going to be playing with those cards mm-hmm. um, so I think um, like a lot of people that 's where a lot of like the the anxiety and the apprehension that I felt were stemming from mm-hmm. um, and i'm someone who as much as I'd like to think that I'm creative in a lot of facets of my life, deck building is not one of them. So I'm a nut decker. Um, so one, it felt good to start a little later because that meant the meta was a little bit more solved than on day one. And so I could hop in and have a list that I felt comfortable with. And I was like, you know what? There's there's some meat behind this bone, mm-hmm. um, which was really nice. And then jumping into it, I don't know. I feel I feel like I'm waiting for the... For the other shoe to drop, or whatever that phrase goes, because I've had a very positive experience and I've seen very low levels of the decks that I know are causing a lot of people grief. I'm seeing a lot of treant druid. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so that's the main one that's like, okay, this can this is like always a it. either it's gonna swing my way quickly or it's gonna swing their way quickly. There's never any middle ground. Right. Um and so that's been the only thing where I'm like, oh boy, I don't <laughs> I don't love this. But everything else has been absolutely like i don't know it's just been the best time and a, a nice to have something where you're going into uh sort of this fresh environment and have it you know have it just go well <laughs> and not right. n- not uh not the alternative where you're like oh boy i really you know we're getting a continuation of some frustrations from the previous patch i feel like they've done a very good job at this point of sort of you know keeping things uh you know, not feeling like they're they're so overwhelmingly one sided or, um, you know, unpleasant. I feel like they've done with few exceptions. They've done a very good job. So I've had a pleasant experience. What about you?
0: Um, so far, so good. Uh, it definitely feels fresh. It definitely feels different. Um, Mm -hmm. that is exciting. I love tinkering with decks and deck building and just messing around with different archetypes and like getting crazy ideas. Like I was streaming the other day and I was just like, I want to play this. So I made this and I want to play that. So I made that. And you know, good, bad, ugly doesn't matter. There's so many different like Mm -hmm. avenues to explore. and I'm having fun with it. Um, But I am a little frustrated because maybe it's probably a little bit to do with the rank that we're playing at where people are trying really hard. So there's like, you know, there's a whole lot. Like I showed a stat on stream the other day when I was playing and I would played. I I showed like the breakdown for the last, I think it was like 40 games I had played. And it was like 54% Mm. warrior. (laughs) Yeah, Did you, and that's that was brutal. Hard, and, and that was all bomb warrior. It was all bomb warrior then. Really? Yeah. This was this was a week ago or whatever. Okay. Um, yeah, and then so then the last uh, the last thirty six hours or so, I've been experimenting with a deck we're going to talk about later, um, control mm-hmm. Shaman, um, and I got like mm, I, I want to say it was twenty eight games in. Of that twenty eight games, um, oh, very close, f- just over forty percent. Of the matchups have been Warrior, but not Bomb Warrior. Now it's now it's Control Warrior. But we'll get into that more in the oh, yeah. minute discussion. But other than that that, was- other than, than people just kind of jumping on whatever that the, the, the soup or the deck de jour bandwagon is, <laughs> um, I'm having a lot of fun. Like 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 with with this uh, all of these new decks to to like tinker with. So so I'm definitely yeah. having fun, even though I'm I'm running into a lot of the same stuff. <laughs> but we'll we'll get into that in a minute. Um, so. Now that we've kind of like talked about our initial impressions about the the last week, um, let's let's just before we we dump we jump into the rest of the show. We 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 do want to touch on the regular uh, the regular things we like to open up with, which is a a short news and notes section. Um, There is a little bit going on, not a little bit. There's there's some pretty big stuff going on in the um, in the Hearthstone world now. uh, Right now, you know we have the um, we have the qualifiers coming up in Vegas, which. um, shout out to to papa j papa jason uh hs papa jason hs is a friend of eo friend of uh the uh, eternal orbit community uh and uh many people who watch the the show or listen to the podcast probably know him he's on twitch um he yeah. made the vegas qualifiers he won one of the qualifier tournaments so he gets to go to the vegas qualifier here coming up pretty soon he did it with with believe it or not token druid um and so that's that's coming up um and then, in addition to that, we have um, we have HCT World Championship coming up in uh, about a week, uh, the 25th through the 28th in Taipei. Mm-hmm. That's got a one million dollar prize pool, which is just bonkers <sighs> right. for a freaking kids' card game.
1: <laughs> okay, all right. <laughs>
0: uh, um, first prize that? taking 250k.
1: Yeah it's it's nuts and it's good to see it's good to see Mm -hmm. something like that like like that having a sort of prize pool like that and the weight behind a tournament um the way that blizzard is throwing their weight behind this one um always feels good from like a you know player-based perspective like just for the the optics of seeing like oh this is incredible it's a huge prize pool it's a very it only hypes up the event and amps up uh, ups the ante for for people because they realize like oh the stakes are just that much bigger
0: Mm -hmm. yeah it's it's a pretty impressive field too um, speaking yes. of the field, there is um, <laughs> the once again returning Choose Your Champion event. I think is how mm-hmm. they call it, something like that. Where where anybody can log in with their their BattleNet account and pick their champion, and then you get awarded prize packs with uh, depending on how well they do. So the farther they get, the more the more prize packs, the, the more packs you get awarded to you um, for that. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, there's and- like. Is there? Is there? I was. Go ahead. No, please. Well, I was going to say an additional note that you're even more incentivized to watch just for your champion, but also because they'll enable what's called Twitch drops. Um, So if you connect your Twitch account with your BattleNet account, which Mm -hmm. you can do through Twitch settings and then go to the Blizzard, um, there's a connections uh, option. Connect your account with your Blizzard account. Um, Then you'll uh, you. I think you're guaranteed if you watch for four hours to receive. Oh, boy. It's either one pack or four Guns uh, Rumbles packs. Nice. Um, and it's repeatable for every day that you watch. Um, and then on top of that, they're giving away... And this is done randomly, which is very interesting. But I believe it's 2,500 classic packs per stream. Really? And so you just have the chance to randomly be given a pack. And the next time you log in, you'll see, wow, Eric, congrats on your free classic packs. Um, so, yeah, another more... Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, just an additional way that feels good from a viewer perspective. Yeah. Um, you know, you get to enjoy the highest levels of Hearthstone possible, and also, you know, get something on top of all of that for free. So, I know what I'm going to be doing. Right? Uh, yeah, <laughs>
0: yeah. I, I, I actually that that was news to me. I didn't I didn't catch that tidbit of it. So so thanks for sharing that. So guys, make Very sure cool. you go, you go to um, I think it's, you can get right to right from the uh, Blizzard launcher. You can click on the choose your champion thing. You can mm-hmm. log in to the Blizzard site and then pick your champion um, and then follow the instructions that he said, that that uh, Cloud said about linking your account for those bonus packs. Awesome. Yeah,
1: yeah it'll be nice. What you'll want to do is in the top right of Twitch, because I did this literally an hour ago, the top right of your Twitch where your profile icon is, click on that, go into settings. Don't do it now because you know we need the viewers. Uh, click on settings, and then it'll take you to a main settings window. You'll have an option to go into a connections tab. Click on Connections. There'll be a whole list of different, you know, games and services you can connect to. Just choose Blizzard and you're good. Nice. Nice. Yeah. Root Cloud's passing out the knowledge. I just want to, you know, up the competitive field. If we're getting those Rosticon Rumble packs and those classic packs, just think of, you know, the power level.
0: The good news is, though, is if you have like a Twitch Prime account, and you get like all the Twitch Prime stuff, like the bonus goodies. You've probably mm-hmm. already linked your account, and you don't even realize it, but it's always yeah. good to double check. I know mine's linked, yeah. but you know that's it's kind of a like a secondhand <laughs> thing with with being a streamer.
1: And then a personal note: if you've changed your name since it will not automatically update. When I went in to verify, <laughs> eJordan93 was still my Blizzard linked account. Nice. So if, if you possibly change your name from eJordan93 to root clouds any in the past, I don't know, since you last connected, um, make sure to update that. You just have to disconnect and reconnect.
0: Nice. <laughs> You'll take me later. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, or just go out and like claim the Jordan 93 uh, name right now and get the free stuff on his behalf. Yeah, and the there. honor. There you go, right? Uh, so what else is going on, man? I mean uh, that that's really that's all, that's all that's going on in, like the greater Hearthstone community, but what what else is going on just like I don't know with you.
1: Uh great question because we do have a few things going on. I actually one more quick note about Hearthstone True. um is just to go over the fact Oh actually no, never mind. I would be jumping ahead when I don't mean to be jumping ahead. Um, so let me instead talk about EO for a moment and leave that as a teaser for a little bit. Um, right. so with EO, we do have a few exciting things going on. One, um, as you all, uh, are probably familiar with at this point on our website, um, we have kind of routinely updated deck guides based on, uh, you know, where the meta is either at or where it's trending and what we think is a good deck to position yourself with, and then some in depth analysis on how to play that deck. Um, what we'll have is actually our first, um, guest article and uh that'll be written by someone who's not part of eo but someone who's very well respected in the community um high level players someone that we all trust and and think is probably too good to be you know using anything on our end but we're currently in talks with someone to uh to write out a deck guide um and uh and then host it there so that's going to be really exciting because it's our first sort of partnership with someone um so we're all looking forward to that um on top of that, you've all kind of are familiar with the fact that we have a little podcast slash podcast um very soon we're gonna be hosting all of our podcasts on the website itself, so there'll be a specific section to uh to watch any previous episodes catch up if you needed to you know you missed the day before's episode uh and yeah, yeah, we're really looking forward to to kind of fleshing things out on that end so So those are some big points. I also wanted to bring up a final note that our dear friend Blumplunk, I'm super stoked for this because Blumplunk is someone who streams uh, pretty much right after I get off. But right after I get off, I go to bed because it's nighttime in in North America. (laughs) So Blumplunk is going to actually start uh, distributing uh, and creating daily YouTube content. Um, And the crux for a lot of it is going to be based around the fact that uh, they'll be playing a deck, going over kind of like, it'll be gameplay of playing that deck and then analysis on, you know, what you want to be doing, how you want to be, you know, mulliganing what you want to do versus certain matchups, that sort of thing. So if you couldn't get enough of Blump as it is, you're going to get even more.
0: (laughs) So in other words, there's quite a bit going on.
1: Yeah. Yeah. We're
0: pretty (laughs) fleshed
1: out and that's just, you know, this week.
0: That's just this week. I love it. Sweet. Yeah. Um, also if you guys weren't aware, the, um, we're starting to put up the EO vodcasts, excuse me, the Orbit vodcasts on the EO YouTube account. Soon they're going to be up mm-hmm. on the um, EO website, along with the EO podcasts. Very, very, very okay. soon. We're like we're like this close to getting it finalized. So keep an ear out for that. And then once once we have it all set up, we're going to make sure that they're up. Um, hopefully within um, 24 hours of uh, the show's wrap from moving forward. So. Um, yeah. Yeah, so that that that's another big thing that we're working on, too. Um, other than that, I think that wraps up kind of the news and notes, which, unless there's yeah. anything I'm forgetting, I'm ready to jump in to what we got going on today.
1: Yeah, I'm super, super excited to start talking about what will be kind of a meta and review, a meta screenshot, if you will, of the mm-hmm. past week, what we've been running into, what we've been playing, what we're expecting, all the good stuff that I think... Uh, I think everyone kind of is just, you know, I want to hear what other people think about these things. So I can only imagine that by that distributive property that people want are just chomping at the bit to hear our thoughts.
0: Yeah, and, and heck yeah, one of the nice things about there just being the two of us, as much as we miss X this week, one mm. of the nice things about there being the two of us, uh, chat, if you guys have comments, throw them out there it's gonna be a lot easier with just the two of us for us to, to grab a couple of those as we're talking because we're gonna we're gonna dive deep into the meta here and just a minute one of the things we're gonna talk about today is the meta we're gonna focus on a lot because it has changed a lot i mean we're only a week into the new meta right and it's changed a lot just over the last week um and so if you have questions comments concerns gripes whatever throw them in there we'll pick a few of them out as we're going along um just try to keep to the subject that we're talking on at the time. That way, yeah. uh, it'll make it easier to integrate the questions. Um, but uh, yeah, throw them out there because with just the two of them, it'll be a lot easier. Um, other than the meta discussion, though, something that we love we love to do now with a new meta because you know a month ago when we were doing this, it was like we all knew the meta. Like it's been the same meta for, <laughs> for three months, right? But yeah, this is brand new meta, right? There's all kinds of stuff, and and so we we want to do uh, weekly deck showcases and so we did one last week um, and that was like predictive right? because it was like 24 hours in the new meta and we're like okay this is what we're going to be playing and we'll see what happens Uh, part of uh, the fun of the new meta is trying these new decks and we got a couple new decks today to try which were not the ones we talked about last week Um, Mm -hmm. so we're going to be talking about that and do we have something else going on too
1: um aside from going over our pr- previous decks and kind of giving updates mm-hmm. um oh boy you might need to, to help me out with this one do we have anything else or is that just a question in general
0: uh it was it was a prompt
1: <laughs> yeah i for figured the, it was a prompt
0: for the weekly trip twitter poll question
1: okay and the weekly twitter poll there you go
0: yes yes which is what is the You're twitter
1: poll question everybody. this week uh the Twitter poll this question is arena based actually, which is the first time we've done that. Um, I am actually gonna put a quick link in the chat for everyone who would like to vote. Um a recent change that happened is now um every normal season for arena top two hundred rankings would be after a month. So it'd just be a month of gameplay after people um tally their best consecutive victories. Um then they would they would, you know, have the leaderboard. What Hearthstone has now implemented is uh, Starting April 9th, so there actually was a little win, nine days where there was not a leaderboard being taken into account. But starting on April 9th up until um, March April, May, June 9th, I can do this. Uh, <laughs> it's going to be a two month leaderboard process where it's a two month season of uh, everyone's best 30 consecutive games, uh, you know, and and who comes out on top from that um so the question mostly is how do you feel about that change do you think about you know do you do you prefer having the one month season or the two month season the poll is up we'll give kind of our in-depth analysis of that and what we think personally um after the you know once we get to that point but something that uh that i'm excited to talk about given that we don't delve too much into arena here so please
0: click over on twitter real quick while you're watching the show throw your two yep. cents in there if you got a comment about it throw it in there as well if- if we get a good one or two, we'll read those as well.
1: Exactly. I'm uh, and, and one quick note about it. I'm actually very surprised about the direction the poll is going. To be honest, so if anything, that should incentivize you to click on something so that you can see where the poll is at right now and know my my thoughts to get going into this.
0: Hmm.
1: Interesting. Oh, also. We'll see how it
0: plays out. See how it plays out. Yeah. Okay. So with that. I think we're ready to dive into it this week, huh?
1: I'm super excited. As I mentioned, it's just nice having such a the there. I know tris had mentioned the diversity of this meta mm-hmm. already being so much, you know, it's just so much more attractive to the game itself. You feel right. so much more um you just feel so much more open. You feel like the possibilities out there and what you may run into. Mm-hmm. Some of the cards you may even run into, it's always just like I don't know. That's the exciting part for me. That's what gets me excited.
0: Yeah, you just it it really is like a crapshoot. Like right when you think you know what's gonna pop up, it's yeah. something completely different. And uh, you know, you you'll see like I can't uh how many times I run into a, a paladin and I'm like, oh it's it's mech paladin. Nope. Yeah. Oh it's secret paladin, nope. <laughs> oh, it oh this time it's gonna be dragon, nope. <laughs> you just never know what it's gonna be and it's absolutely bonkers. And uh people are just trying everything right now. And they're throwing everything in the fan. They're seeing what sticks.
1: Well, and there is one other side to that coin because at a certain point, people start to figure out. uh, I mean, players will just figure out soon. You know, once a meta has been, or once once what's a new set has been released, what's really sticking out. And so we can talk about the fact that there is diversity, but we can also talk about the fact that there are certain decks that are kind of taking over a little bit more than than other ones. Um, mm-hmm. and so the first thing I thought would be nice to address is kind of the elephant room, which would be the fact that people can't stop talking about token druid and people can't stop talking about bomb warrior yeah. two decks that kind of came onto the seam. I'm not going to say explosively, but
0: <laughs> the puns, like uh, puns there here.
1: Yeah. They showed a very tree like, <laughs> and, uh, you just, no matter where you go, you're seeing some variation of these two decks. Mm-hmm. Uh, at, at pretty much all levels of play, so mm-hmm. we thought, hey, you know what? Let's get it out of the way. Let's talk about it because, you know, we're, I feel like it's going to sound like we're sidestepping the issue until we address it. So we face things head on here at Eternal Orbit. Yeah,
0: yeah, you can't, you cannot talk about the meta right now without talking about these two decks. Even, what are we? Um, we have full what nine days in the meta now, and uh, and Token is still one of the most played decks on the ladder. <sighs> Um, bomb warrior slammed. is right there with it i mean and, and even still even still and excuse me i was convinced that bomb warrior was going to settle somewhere around tier three deck mm-hmm. but regardless of what tier it is it's getting played a ton right now i guess the first yeah. question is um let's focus on one of them right now let's focus on bomb warrior right now because because i think i think that um that token druid is going to be a little bit more of the hot button issue Yes. If I had to guess. So let's focus on Bomb Warrior real real quick. And uh, why don't you start us off? What are your your thoughts about Bomb Warrior?
1: So here's the funny thing. In total, I'm very aware that Bomb Warrior is getting slammed because people keep telling me it's getting slammed. So I have to, and I trust people. I don't think they're just going to lie to me as part of some larger conspiracy. So (coughs) Bomb Warrior is seeing a fair amount of play. My own personal experience, I have run into Bomb Warrior... I couldn't throw out a solid number, but let's just say that it may be, I don't know, f- less than 5% of the games for sure, probably really? close to like 2 to 3% Bomb Warrior. It's very, very minimal. Um, and what I've even seen when I've got against it is the power level seems so low. And I agree with you. I think tier 3 might even be generous. But I i think we're both in agreement that uh, it's a deck that's seeing play, and I think people are are focusing too much on these, you know, uh, like the oh the wow they drew four bombs five bombs in a row like that's incredible and mm-hmm. uh and some of the the control factor that it has to be able to put so many bombs in someone's deck but i think it's not solid enough to really keep up with where the meta is going um and so i think the fact that just it saw so much exposure from the beginning the fact that it's the first deck we're talking about means people are aware of it and when people mm-hmm. are aware of a deck if they're like me and are they're a filthy net decker they're going to see The numbers and say you know what i need to start playing this and they're going to keep hearing people talk about it as being a powerful deck so they're going to want to play it but i'm right with you i don't think it's it's anything really right home about um and i'm honestly not worried about it. so if people keep playing it i will not have a problem (laughs) because so far i think my win rate has been overwhelmingly positive against bomb warrior
0: i have um i have complicated thoughts about bomb warrior okay Um, i'm gonna be brutally honest with you and people aren't gonna like what i have to say but um I got to keep it real on this one. It's kind of a brand thing, but just in general, I just, I got to be honest. Okay. Okay. I think the worst part about the deck is that, um, it, it literally turns the game into a crapshoot. It, it literally feels like a deck that is designed to make people better at the game than they should be because it negates Mm -hmm. a lot of, it negates a lot of skill. Because here's the thing, when you and there are people that do this, they 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 uh, they they play the even worse version of the deck, which is like the version that has like E-Lake and like runs Sephorian bombers. It just goes all in. Oh yeah, in. they lean in. They, they <sighs> yeah, they go all in on the bombs and they try to get like 16 bombs in your deck, and all yeah. that does is create um, a, a crapshoot, right? Mm. Like they they basically throw everything they have. Uh, it's like it would be like. In a sword fight, or 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 like a duel, like knights dueling, like throwing your shield down and just going you know, two handed <laughs> hacking at your sword, like you're, you're 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 overcommitting. Yeah, you might get you know sliced in half, but you yeah. don't win, right? Um, so they're they're employing these like all in strategies, which basically is get as many bombs in the deck as you as your opponent's deck as you can, and just hope they blow themselves up before you die. And it, and it's very it's it it basically has turned the game into Russian roulette. It, it, yeah. it feels like the most coin flippy thing in the world, and and you know this because you and I've had this conversation conversation before. Anybody that's let's that's the orbit or is tuned into my stream on a regular basis knows that the one thing I I cannot stand in a game like this is an uninteractive mechanic, right? <laughs> yeah. You know, once those bombs go in your deck, there's nothing you can do about them, with, uh, other than to swap your deck out. Which people are gonna be like, oh, well, you just play archivist. Well, if they put nine bombs in your deck, you're probably not going to live to turn nine anyway. To get a, to, no. to turn eight to get Argivist in your deck anyway, right? And that feels.
1: Rafam would uh, like a word with you, by the way.
0: Okay, well, turn seven not isn't so much right. better than turn eight.
1: Of course, of course. Um,
0: so it feels like a very. It feels it's it, it's replacing the OTK mechanics, which uh, are, are 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 much in the same vein of, uh, th- there's nothing inter- interactive about it. You just get the, the certain combination of cards that you need and you win the game, period. There's nothing other person can do once you have them. Um, yeah. that's what, it, and I, I don't like that mechanic. I think it's, I think it's a, a poor design from a game standpoint, you know, it's, you know, the, the comment has been made before, you know, like with, with Mechathune, no card should ever have the, the words written on it literally or, or implicitly, um, win the game. It just shouldn't, mm-hmm. it should not happen. Um, it's bad card design and whenever you have that um, there's a reason why these decks are 50%, right? Because they're they're coin flip decks. And and they they trade like skill and deck design for random, right? If you get the cards you need in the right order, you win. If you don't, well, you you, win, you, you play another game. And it's just yeah. it doesn't it's not fun to play against and I don't like to see it in the meta and and it's it's very frustrating when you're trying to play a game where it's like it doesn't matter how skillful you are. And we've all had it. Like, you know, uh, I'm sure anybody that's played Bomb Warrior more than five times has had it where they've they've had 20 or more life and they have lost from drawing multiple bombs in a row. You know, I've had lethal yeah. more than once and I've drawn two bombs in a row and just cost me the game. And that where's the skill in that? Like, what am I supposed to do? Not draw cards? I can't stop myself from drawing cards, right? So it 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 is a very I just I, I hate the design of it and I hate how it makes me feel about the game. I really truly do. Mm-hmm. That said, like thematically, it's a really cool idea, but mechanically, it's it, it, it to me it, it, it is the epitome of th- all the things that I hate about games like this.
1: Yeah, um, I think you bring up an interesting point too. My because uh, again, I I think we you know we've pretty well treaded the ground at this point. I think where a deck like just you know hard leaning into bomb warrior fails versus considered mecha or anything um and a lot of these cards that have the fun flavor text but um you know end up falling short is the fact that consistency is kind of is just like king when it comes to card games in general um hearthstone is the only game that i've really put real time into for card games so i can i'm just gonna emphasize it here Mm -hmm. um but that's the main thing the fact that um people will talk about all kinds of decks that have you know these these exciting sort of payoffs they'll mention five, six card combos that are are possible and are exciting to think about. Um, but I think the reason we're seeing Bomb Warrior fall so short, and I think the win rate will keep going down the more the meta establishes, is the fact that it's not consistent enough to keep up with some of these other decks that we're seeing that are, you know, getting these much higher win rates. Um, mm. I know Tris mentioned in, uh, in the chat real quick, Dr. Boom definitely is a big enabler. I, I mm. think you could play a couple Warrior decks right now, some that maybe aren't even seeing you know any mm-hmm. play, um, or very minimal play at least, and the fact that you run a card like Doctor Boom is what's going to carry you. So when you've got arguably the most powerful card in the meta right now, um, as one of your staples, like imagine having, you know, a Deathstalk or Rexar when nobody has access to hero cards, like, yes. <laughs> like yeah, that's yours. Like it's it's obviously not to that level, but it's that same idea of just, um, at a certain point, Warrior is so stacked with what it has that it enables a bad deck like Bomb Warrior to exist purely off the strength of those other cards. Yes. Um, so I think that's what we're mostly seeing, and that's why I think it will fade out eventually.
0: Yep. And you are um, you actually kind of hit on another um, uh, another point that I wanted to make. This is where like the confliction comes in, because mm-hmm. I actually think that bombs have a place in decks. I actually think... They fit index, but not in the way that they're being utilized now, right? Yeah. Like I, I, I envision control warrior kind of ending up being almost leaning. Like it's still going to be control warrior, but it's going to lean a little mid rangey because it's going to have like, like two of the what are they the wrench the, whatever the wrench weapon is that that throws the bombs in there. Like throwing a couple All of right, those yeah. in there for that little extra burst. I can see that, right? But this this these combos with the elix and the and the, the goblin. uh uh, whatever (laughs) the sephorian bomber yeah yeah yeah. and then the sephorian bombers where that is just it's too over the top and that's but those aside the reason why i have the mixed feelings though is because the um the bond mechanic is actually kind of good at dealing with another deck that's starting to rise up now which is we're starting to see mechathune decks coming back so yeah
1: i wasn't uh, even aware this was a thing and that's what i get for couple of days off <laughs>
0: well see this is why you need to lurk in my channel more often because if yeah. i'm on if i'm on and there's a mechatune deck that exists i will run into it <laughs> That's oh, just yeah. what happens a- when I play.
1: exclamation point um uh what is it algorithm it's not point, it's conspiracy. there we go
0: there we go algorithm conspiracy yep if you exclamation point i'll go in chat right now and you'll get it right now there you go Thank thanks you. ash ash is on it um but uh, yeah, so I, I have a tendency to run in those. So it does, you know, theoretically can counter those, except for the fact that they tend to have like 60 life because it's a warrior. So yeah. <laughs> uh, but so I, because I have mixed feelings about it. Because I like, I like the mechanic. I just think that this all-in version of it is like it's over the top, and it, it makes for. But that that's that's shame on Blizzard for enabling it. Like they they didn't need to put so many in the deck in the game. Right. Well,
1: yeah, of course. You put the the carrot in front of someone's nose.
0: Well, and the worst part is, is like, is is the fact that, like, because um, the hero power boom exists, yeah, and Omega Assembly exists, you can discover more bomb mechanics, right? You can get more Goblin uh, what, uh, Clockwork Goblins, right? So you get more of those and, and throw even more of them in your deck. But um, I think overall, the um, the bombs will find their way into a reasonable deck yeah. um, i just don't think that the current version of it is sustainable i feel like it's a crapshoot and that uh, its initial success relied on the fact that people were overwhelmed they didn't know how to counter it and it was just so uh, excessive in the amount of bombs that was throwing in your deck that yeah. uh, that i think it kind of falsely um inflated the deck and that's why mm-hmm. you've seen it like die down like even now i don't see it as much i i, I when i see warrior and i and i played i was telling uh, you and i were talking before the stream and and um, i played 28 de- games with the deck that i'm going to talk about in the showcase today and yeah. just over 40 percent of those were warrior uh, but only one of them was bomb warrior all the rest were control warrior and uh, half of those <laughs> were Mechathune.
1: Uh, oh boy yeah And it's just wild, because we are going to be having this exact same conversation about Control Warrior next week. We can't get into it, because then we will inflate the show too much. Mm -hmm. Um, But, you know, Control Warrior really is the endgame. And I think you're right. I think the same way that you've, you know, even with Odd Warrior, where people were starting to run more greedy Odd Warrior decks, you'll start to see decks that are more bomb variants. And you'll see probably people, you know, during tournaments, they'll say, hey, this is the you know, the more fatiguing, more controlly version of warrior. This is the, you know, it runs some bombs. This is a little Mm -hmm. bit more aggressive, that sort of thing. I think that's ultimately where we'll end up.
0: Yep. And the other thing that you mentioned that actually plays into the uh, the discussion about Druid too, which is the the cards are so strong in both Druid and warrior right now that it can enable terrible versions of the deck that shouldn't exist, but can because their, their other cards are so strong, they can make up for the deficit, right? Like, Mm. um, uh, and I think this is a good time to transition to token, unless there's anything else you want to talk about. With-
1: no, I think that's perfect. I think we really, we really hit bomb into the ground for that. <laughs> nice,
0: yeah. So, well, hold on. Before we move into to 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 to, to, to droid, overall impression. Do you do you do you think bomb bomb warrior is is a problematic deck? It's uh, or it's or uh it's it's going to die down or it's gonna it's gonna settle comfortably somewhere else. Like, what is your overall impression of it? I,
1: I think. If it's going to see any variant, I think it honestly, most I think a control deck could afford to run with bombs is maybe four cards total, two mm-hmm. pairs, whatever. Right. Um, I think any more than that, they're sacrificing probably too much. So if it's going to exist, that will be the end point. I think that the, the more, the version that we're mostly seeing, or at least the version that a lot of people associate Bomb Warrior with, that's going to, honestly go by the wayside to be sort of the fun deck for a lot of people but it's like think of a you know a much worse shutter walk sort of deck where you're relying you know on this this damage that's coming out of nowhere like that's what's happening with the bombs is you're just pulling them out of you know out of a hat um so i'm yeah i'm not i'm not concerned about it but i'm happy if people continue to play (laughs) it. what about you
0: um, I, I, I agree largely. I think in its current form, it's at best a tier three deck. I think people are going to realize that it's it's at best a YOLO deck. Like I said, it guys honestly, no. and I'm not saying this because I'm trying to be like edgy or no. like a dick. I, I, I honestly, I honestly Edge think, Lord. yeah, exactly. I honestly, when I look at this deck, I go, this is a coin flip deck. This is Russian roulette. This is a, this is a deck that is designed to give people a deck that can win any matchup it, because it yeah. negates skill by its design but you're going to lose half the time because it's, it's literally Russian roulette you're flipping a coin and if that's yeah. how you want to spend your time cool have fun you know, you know. Wasting hours going up a couple ranks going down a couple ranks you might get lucky yeah. you know every once in a while and and you get some consistency out of it but once the metal settles, I can't see it being a legitimate deck that said I do i stand by what I said there is going to be some inclusion of bomb warrior or bomb mechanics in either mid range warrior or probably in control warrior but like i i I'm, I'm even I'm even more hesitant because warrior has so many strong cards to say that there will probably be two cards one of the whatever the wrench is called and one even and that's okay. it, because the Elik also gives synergy with um with the um, archivist, for example. Uh, which yeah, yeah. the so, mana
1: cost is a little awkward there, sure. but it is true.
0: But I mean, the warrior has way to ways to protect it, and if you're in the super late game, you know it, it is a backdoor possibility. But I, I can't see being more than two cards, so uh-huh. it's gonna be something like the two weapons yeah. or like one weapon and an ELIC, and that's like it, um, yeah. because they just got too many other good cards to put in their decks. Um, yeah, which we'll get into when we talk about some control warrior in a minute but transitioning into the druid conversation
1: yeah let's get let's get into the more scary side of it and the more real threat that i think we're both aware of oh yeah
0: <laughs> the, the thing i wanted to say that that kind of like connects the two is that the the, the, the cards in druid right now for this particular deck are so strong that it allows yeah. some crazy bad versions of the deck to exist uh yeah. I, i'm sorry guys but archmage vargoth is to me is not a good card in this deck it is not. Oh, really? Like, I don't think so. I don't think so. It, it, it's, it, it's, it's, here's, here's where that card, like, here's the strength that, to me, where that strength of that card relies. You play it on four because you're, you're token druid, so you control the board to, to four, right? You just, I mean, how many times has this happened? They've got two minions on board on four. You've spent everything that you have to kill their board, and they've still got two left, and it's going into turn four. They play Vargoth. You've got nothing, right? Yeah. If you have an answer, you might have a chance to win. If you don't have an answer because you just spend all your resources, you probably lose the game. Yeah, uh, right. That's the strength of that, right? But honestly, it's a four mana do nothing card. It's a four mana two attack minion. I mean, it's like it doesn't it doesn't do anything if, unless it lives, right? And if you run if you run a one mana card, you can just end it, right? Or a zero mana card. If you run a silence effect. Or if you run a uh, you know so if you run the zero mana silence from priest if you run a uh, a three mana owl if you run a uh, a um, earth shock right you just kind mm-hmm. of it's done right um, or you know if you're playing hunter
1: a hunter strong or, position you know yeah uh,
0: so to me it like it just doesn't feel like a good card in that deck and then you see even like even crazier like combinations where people are putting the what's the uh, the 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 goblin that sums the two microbots they play that oh game.
1: yeah i've i've been seeing that yeah
0: and they play they play that and they play the the mekaroo because they're trying to play around bomb warrior or control warriors um um yeah just kaboom- a little extra
1: stickiness and all that yeah
0: kaboom bot thingy that clears the board they're like trying to play around that because they're max right yeah like those cards don't belong in that deck they've got enough synergy in the deck to me i don't like those cards in that deck. i think they're i think it's too to me it's too gimmicky Right, yeah, but yeah, Macaroon is not needed <laughs> because the deck because the the cards in that deck are so strong for what the deck mm-hmm. does, they can afford to have those kind of suboptimal choices, in my opinion, and get yeah. away with it. That's when you know yeah, the deck is really
1: strong. Exactly. The fact that there's other tools that can bring it above the point where it's still, at that point, it's not necessarily going to be dominating the same way that Token Druid, when, mm-hmm. when built out fully properly, is dominating. But the fact that it can still hold its own and probably have a favorable win rate is is gross. Knife Juggler is another card that comes to mind that I honestly don't think, from doesn't what I've seen, it. doesn't seem powerful enough. But I've been seeing it often enough that it's clearly on a few lists that are, are available. Um, I am. Gonna, I can,
0: go ahead.
1: Oh. I was gonna say, I'm gonna disagree with you on Vargoth, though. I've seen enough Vargoths go off. Um, and it could be, again, this is all gonna be in, in my own personal perspective. Mm-hmm. And I do I am playing a lot of decks, like full disclosure, I'm playing uh secret mech paladin right now. Mm-hmm. So a lot of decks that don't necessarily have ways to address um a Vargoth mm-hmm. coming down on four. That six health I think is so deceptively powerful. Mm-hmm. Um I'm sure most people are gonna see that and be like, okay, six health for four mana is a is a you know it's a higher than normally standard health cost Um, but the stickiness it affords you I think is it's it's absolutely uh, it's so powerful and then who's to say you need to play it on four anyways the nice thing about token druid is your turn four can be filled with a couple different things Um, you know you can still flood the board at that point with with your minions and set up for you know soul of the forest I believe is the the card Um, or a couple a couple different options you can put raptors on the you have a few things that uh i think you don't necessarily it doesn't feel like it has to be dropped on 4 um mm-hmm. and and the longer you hold on to it i think the more absurd it can be but it's just the fact that you have that flexibility that makes it such a gross card to me so True. in my opinion from what i've seen you know in this past week i think it's essential for the deck but i do respect your opinion and i think uh i can see the other side of you know this deck could be so much... You're just refining it that much more by getting rid of it, so I, I can see the point of, of, of that. If,
0: my point is, is it feels like a win-more card. Yeah. Like, on, okay. turn, on turn four, I mean, think about it like this. If, if, if the, the deck plays out the way that you want it to on turn four, I think, my opinion, is that you want to go wide, and if you're not going wide, then you want to play Soul of the Forest on turn four to give yourself stickiness, right? Mm-hmm. Like, if, you, if you've got... Two or three minions on board, why wouldn't you just push that advantage? Especially since board clear exists, right? Um but no. it's because of the it's because the the, the card hasn't a high enough reward, right? And it, and yeah. like you said, if they don't have an answer, it's still a four six or whatever. Uh or two six or whatever. Two six. Yeah. Yeah. Um so it still is a, a two six for four, is what I was trying to say. Um so mm-hmm. yeah, there is that stickiness, but again, in a deck like that you want to go wide so you can buff everybody in, in Savage Roar because the wider you go, the more value you get out of your buffs. So to mm. me, it feels like a win more, like a gimmicky card. Um, that's just my opinion. I mean, obviously it works, oh, yeah. but, you know... This is reason, the
1: most respectful disagreement that will, you'll ever see, by the way, everybody. <laughs> right.
0: Well, we're, 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 we're talking out the idea. Like I mean, oh, yeah. And I think both positions are true, right? And that's the, and because the strength that, uh, of, of Token Druid allows them both to be true, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, you're not going to be hurt for putting it in your deck, and you're not going to be hurt for taking it out of your deck. Yeah. The thing that frustrates me with Vargoth, I think, is the fact that they gave it to everybody. Everybody just has it. So, mm. you know, so there's no reason why you wouldn't put it in your deck since most people don't have most all of the cards. They're going to put it in there just because it's one of the strongest cards that they have. Um, a
1: fun thing to revisit would be looking back at what common legendaries they did release and thinking what should have been in Archmage Vargoth's place. <laughs> yeah, because um, I agree. I think it's I think it's strong enough to be considered a meta-defining card. Oh yeah, um,
0: absolutely in the right deck. Yeah, of in, course. In the right deck, you know. But this is like... This would be like the equivalent almost of like putting Lich King in your token druid. Right? Which would... Yeah. Like... like Which you're not going to do. All right? I, I mean, like... I mean, why? <laughs> would you rather have that or would you rather have another um, twin spell, forest, eight mana, put five dudes in the card? The, the card we all thought was going to be bad, which is absolutely soul crushing. Right? Mm-hmm. Um, that card. You... I would rather run two copies of that because it does what the deck wants to do. Right? Yes. Lich King is okay. a strong card, but that card does what the deck wants to do. Vargoth is a strong card, but it doesn't really do what the deck wants to do. Which in my opinion, which yeah. is which is go
1: wide. Yeah. Yeah, it's tough. I've uh yeah, we could probably debate this all day. Mm-hmm. The thing I I do really like about this is it provides um I don't know. I've seen token druids run out of steam pretty quickly and i've seen vargoth provide some additional buffer for them um and that's i think that's where i'm I'm holding it because like if i'm playing my playing kind of a range mech secret situation um i can usually hold the mid game to late game pretty well and then Mm -hmm. and then usually before things get too late that's when i'm i'm cruising but i've seen enough vargoths come into play where normally I should be able to take over the game. But the fact that all of a sudden they get this extra plus one, plus one on their minions or this extra, um, what are some other things that we see? It's usually the plus one, plus one, or even the fact that they draw an additional three, or they they put an additional three cards Mm, in their hand, that sort of thing. Um, I've seen it come off where I, enough times where I'm like, you know what? I don't like, I don't like seeing someone who's playing Vargoth.
0: And I guess maybe I'm coming from the standpoint of that, like I expect the Vargoth and I'm prepared to play around it. You know, like when I play, when it, like my, my my control shaman deck, I run I run two frogs and I run two earth shocks. Oh uh, yeah, right. <laughs> you know, and when I play mid range hunter, I run two deadly shots. I run uh, two marked shots. I run uh, two deadly or er, two um, kill commands. Right. I'm running things in order to like focus on killing that card. And I, yeah. I'm actually um, going to start teching in when I start playing more mid-rate, when I start playing more Hunter again, I'm going to start taking in, um, uh, a, um, Hunter's marker again, just to make it easier mm. to kill that card. Um, but if, if you're, if you're targeting that card, right. Um, uh, like I've, I've seen this happen a lot of times, right. Where I, I kill the Vargoth and they just, they just quit, which by the way is, wrong. Oh, your deck is really yeah, strong. Don't, don't, don't fucking quit.
1: <laughs> the <laughs> fact that some people don't run Vargoth is enough yeah. to tell you can, right. you can keep going.
0: Yeah. So, yeah, it's a strong card. I just, I just, I, 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 I could very well be wrong on this point. I just think that, no. um, it, it is in, it is like falsely inflated in that particular deck because the strength of the cards in that deck, if it was that strong, it would be in every deck. And it's, yeah,
1: I think. I'd be curious to see the draw rate plus the win rate of a card with like when Vargoth is played. Uh, right. We have the, obviously the metrics to do that, but not hmm. that we have to do that live. Um, I'm actually looking do... at it right now. You're talking. Continue. Oh, please do. Cause well, cause I was even going to say, cause this has turned into now as, as talking about Vargoth when there's a much bigger, much scarier presence in our, which is just the fact that token Druid has been dominating. <laughs> um, I do want to make a quick transition just to talk about the fact that 52%. Wow! Really?
0: Yeah, it's actually one of the lowest uh, win rate mulligan cards. Yeah, Savage Roar, seventy-three percent. Blessing of the Ancients, sixty-six percent. Uh, Evil. This is a different version of the deck, but this is the yeah. one that's this is the one that's the, that I clicked on. Evil Cable Rat has a higher percentage; it's sixty-five percent. Dreamway okay, Guardian, sixty-one percent. Uh, Crystal Song Portal has a higher percent, fifty-three percent acorn bearer 72 percent
1: do you think someone should be keeping vargoth in their opener well because i think it's too important to establish yourself on the board to begin with
0: how often i see it is is, it's played on curve yeah, and the only way you are playing on curb is is if you are keeping it, if you have not or you are digging hard for it, right? Like you just, I see it on curb enough. I think people mm. are keep and and they're probably keeping it mistakenly because it's so powerful. But that's again, it's one of those yeah. things about it's like why people play Bomb Warrior because it's a trap. They think it's stronger than it is because it's such a swing card. They know just just like just like in Bomb Warrior, they know if you can't kill their elik, they win the game, right? Because if you can't deal with their elik, they get one charge off, you probably lose the game. Right? I've had that happen yeah, before, too, where I've silenced or killed their Elik, and they just quit. Because they don't know how to play the deck if they can't get four extra bombs in you your
1: know, deck. The Yahtzee. Yeah. Um, and yeah.
0: the same thing with Vargoth. It, you know, They they don't understand that the deck works without Vargoth. Vargoth, like I think it's correct if you put Vargoth in as a, okay, if I draw it, great. If I can get synergy mm-hmm. off it, great. But I'm not going to hammer it out on turn four, because I would much rather go wide. right? Yeah and that's where i think that like the the mistake is in in the thinking of how you play the deck properly um and i think that's one reason why it probably doesn't have a higher win rate because people well, see the strong card and they want to go i want to play the strong card
1: and i think that does help us go into a, a deeper level of it which is why do you think token druid is so dominant right now easy what do you think gives it that oomph that that i think a lot of people weren't necessarily expecting I know for a lot of our card reviews, um, like the four save, the eight mana, twin spell, summon five treants was not getting much love. There was a lot of mechanics where people were like, you know what? I just don't expect this to, to perform the way it has.
0: Yeah. I, I think the reason is, is 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 their cards just do what druid cards tend to do, which is outvalue every other class's cards, right? Their turn one play. It's a two mana, two one. Or it's a one mana, two, two one, draw two cards. Is essentially what it is. Yeah, they're they're one one tokens, yeah. but still, they're they're two guys that do what your deck wants to do.
1: Exactly, your deck so, can, your deck thrives off those two 1-1s. Yes.
0: Yeah. So so I mean, they might as well be they might as well be the most valuable cards in, in the game to you because they're they they enable what you wanted to do. So now mm-hmm. you go into the next turn, and what are you doing in your next turn? You're you're summoning for two mana. You're summoning two four worth of stats. Right, which yeah. th- if they spent their resources already killing the last one, what are they going to have? So they go first, they play a two-one. Then what are you going to do? If unless you have, unless you're a hunter and you have a rush minion, you're probably just going to let that sit there. But say you have, a, you're a hunter and you have a rush minion, you can kill that, right? If you're lucky, if you have it. So you, you send your links in, it dies. They still have initiative, right? So now what? They play yeah. their two ones. What do you do as a hunter? It's you've got two mana. You just killed one of your two rush guys. You can send the other one in. Okay, then you have your other links, and you're doing what? You're killing one of the four health that they have. Every one of their cards outvalues and outpaces, and it just snowballs, right? Yeah. And then not to mention that a lot of their most powerful effects have twin spell on them. Yeah. So they can just slam them down. Like, for example, the the reason why the eight mana play five dudes card is good isn't because you're playing five dudes for eight mana. It's because you can do it twice in a row. They have to deal with it, or you Savage War them, and they lose. Yeah. And once they've dealt with it, then you do it again. And chances are they can't remove it twice because there's so sp- the removal is so sparse in the game right now, and and that's and that's the backbreaker. There is yeah. I think there you go. And, and so you, it's the same reason. Okay, so anybody that's ever seen me play um, hunter versus odd warrior, I loved. I farmed odd warriors in the old meta with hunter. Um, it took forever, but I had like a seventy percent win rate against them <laughs> with hunter because I knew how to beat them. You just run mm. them out of resources with. Essentially, you run them out of resources by forcing them, by playing two or three big minions that you make for free with, with Rexar you force them to exhaust all the resources, and then you get to fatigue, and then you get all of the, the, the resource um, value from um, playing your Zul'jin, and then you break yeah. their back, right? Well, it's the same thing that they're doing here, but they're doing it on turn four, five, six, seven into eight. So so they're not doing it on turn twenty five, they're doing it on turn eight. And that's where yeah. you exhaust all of their, their ability to stop you from snowballing. And then on turn eight, they poop out eight five dudes, which they don't care what you do with them. They don't they don't even have to like coin or, or they don't have to add anything extra to it. They just they want you to to spend your resources. That's a it's a decoy. If yeah. you can't then they win because they've got Savage Roar by now because they've drawn fifteen cards. Um and if and if you and if they uh, they clear it, then you just do it again. And now they probably can't. And then you savage Roar them, or you you know double twin spell, um, give them plus one plus one, which is the same thing as savage Roaring And you hit them in the face, yeah. and and you just win the game. And I mean, how do you deal with uh, in the in the meta right now? How do you deal with five four fours?
1: Yeah, you have to you have to be a very certain class running a certain list, shaman. If you
0: have yeah. if you have uh Hagatha's uh scheme in your opening hand, but then what? You you do that and then what? You you totem, you play a you play a two three or a three two, and then they just do it again. Yeah. And then what? You you play your other scheme? Okay. Then what? Then they just do it again because 'Cause they've got four copies of that card. It's it, the it's, consistency
1: is yes. what you're saying. they yeah. they yeah.
0: They have more they have more flood than there is removal in the game than most classes have.
1: Yeah, um, I think those are all perfect points. You you touched on pretty much everything I was going to address. One, the fact that uh, the, the stickiness in general, um, consistency is something I really didn't prioritize as much as I do now in that line of thought after hearing you explain it. Um, and then you, you alluded to, to board removal and things like that. I think it's very interesting because I think that does play a pretty big role in the fact that a lot of lists... Um, don't have the same kind of board removal as we had previously seen. Um, think about a class like Warlock, where you have something like Hellfire Defile. Um, you're seeing a lot of Zoo Lock instead being played, especially because it's so early in the, this, you know, this mm-hmm. rotation. A lot of people want to have fun playing this Rush Zoo, mm-hmm. um, and Zoo does have its ability to counter. If you run Magic Carpet, then your One Drops can start to take out their tokens pretty well. Um, but that's a situation that does seem a pretty swingy one way or the other. Um, you think about lists, like like my Paladin, the only time that I've beat, or at least I can say every time that I've beat a Druid, mm-hmm. I've had Consecrate on either four or coin on three, um, and that's to avoid the Soul of the Forest, mm-hmm. which is essential. Every time I've won, it's because that play happens on turn four and everything after that is kind of just a formality. You just play your cards and, and the fact that you've disrupted them early enough is enough to get you past that. Mm-hmm. Um, but the reason I brought up uh, Warlock is, like, think about Defile and Hellfire. Those two cards aren't being run. If Zoo lock is primarily seeing play, we're now starting to see a little bit more Handlock, which, as we'll get into, a little bit more Control Lock. Mm-hmm. Um, but even then, uh, those classes, you think about Priest, Priest doesn't have Spirit Lash. That's a huge deal. Um, an ability that would heal yourself back up after taking a little bit of a beating, plus mm-hmm. remove the board, is, is essential, um, along with Psychic Scream. Um, a lot of things i i think mage doesn't really have a turn five clear that they had Dragon's Fury before because not many mages are running blast wave um so those are all important but also to keep listing off cards i think the taunts not being as prevalent early game is is having a bigger impact than i think people are realizing mm-hmm. tar creeper was one of the highest run cards in general um mm-hmm. during year of the uh mammoth um and that goes hand in hand with Tortell and strong shield the three mana one four um
0: no um uh stonehill defender
1: Stonehill defender there we go uh these are all cards that we're seeing high levels play sometimes not even from just pure control classes they were aggro classes running at least tar creeper because of how powerful because so it getting rid of, of their board exactly and that's a turn three it'll ta- it'll clear off anything that attacks into it
0: Name a viable neutral taunt right now. Yeah. Name one. Yep. I'm not even talking about when you play turn three. Name one.
1: The only one that I've seen at this point that I think will start to see more and more play, given especially Token Druid, is the, um, the four mana 2-6. There was a Priest I went against that absolutely demolished me uh, with some of my aggro decks. Uh, I said
0: neutral, though. Like, isn't that is a neutral? No. 2-6? If you're talking about the one in the Priest deck, the one that that it gains kills
1: plus a d- two attack when it's by itself
0: oh no 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 no! i'm sorry i'm sorry that uh, yeah you're talking about the like solemn defender or whatever yeah solemn defender or whatever it's called yeah, yeah i'm sorry i thought you were talking about the the priest one the uh, the the tentacle face one that kills a dude when it dies oh yeah yeah i'm sorry i apologize there yeah that's that was that's the only one i can think of that that's it but that is it's like a worse tark reaver it's only oh, yeah. really good in control <laughs> decks yeah
1: yeah and the thing there's is, there's nothing is, is that meets those levels.
0: Token Druid has the resources to outpace it because you're playing that on turn four, which means yeah. you're answering their um, um, call of the wisps. Whatever the wisp one is that that puts four or five, you know, how many ever our wispy you have in a wisp, one wisp on the board for every card that you have in your hand, that one Um so you're answering that which means that they're either going to savage roar or they're going to soul the force to trade into it and they're going to have a board full of 22s. So they're going to upgrade all of their one you just upgraded all of their 11s into 22s for them. Yeah. Whispering Woods, thank you, Ash.
1: Perfect. So you
0: you just upgraded all of their 11s for them by playing that, which is why that druid deck is so powerful.
1: Yeah. So I think that all those reasons are why it has such a high play rate and mm. It really is doing such a good job, and it, there's a reason why it's raising so many eyebrows. People saying, um, "I even I read someone mentioned that Blizzard pretty much gifted this deck to Druid with this expansion."
0: Oh, hundred percent, hundred percent, and it just yeah. it. And the other thing about it that 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 like shocks me is that it's w- once again another example of Druid doing things better than the classes that should be doing them can do them. Right, they do better than the zoo classes. They do better than mm-hmm. than hunter. They do better than 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 uh, warlock. And those are classes that are supposed to be more aggressively focused by nature of their hero power. Right, like they're the ones that you would think would be would be the most aggressive classes. Yeah. and they they can't hold a, they can't hold a candle to it. And you know it's interesting too, uh, how strong their their board fill is. Again, using control shaman as an example. And uh I actually teched my control shaman just in in, in one of the many iterations that I was experimenting with over the last two days um, and I put in um two beaker lightnings, two lightning storms, mm-hmm. two hagatha uh, two hagatha schemes jeez <laughs> two um, um, um of those of those um those taunts that we're talking about uh, four mana two fours lone defenders or whatever they're okay yeah yeah and token druid, token druid was still able to smoke me even with yeah. all of that even with all of that removal
1: it's forcing you to me. be so reactive in mm-hmm. a game that you'll never be able to keep up with mm-hmm. that's the thing it's mm-hmm. almost like you have to play a deck where they have to be on the defense for you to mm-hmm. really take advantage um of the situation. Because yeah. otherwise, the, the second that you give into their game plan, which is just I can do the all day,
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, is the situation where you give them the power.
0: The only, yeah, and, and the only real way that I can think of to, to stop them are the cards that disrupt hands. Like, And the warlock card doesn't, the warlock disruption cards don't work uh, because they're spells, right? They're not creatures. So mm-hmm. whatever it is, demonic pact or whatever, you can't. What are you going to do? The what, project? Yeah, or, yeah, sorry, demonic project. Yeah, you're going to turn their Vargoth into a into a demon. So what? Then they just play everything yeah. else. Um, You'll turn
1: their their two one for one mana into. Right. A-
0: yeah, uh, or or the other one, which is like the 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 saboteur, the six mana mm-hmm. five six. Um, play your opponent plays a, a card, targets chosen randomly. Well, that's yeah. too slow. You're dead by turn six so like the answer cards the counter cards just they don't they don't exist right now and there's so few removal and so few taunts um yeah
1: yeah you have to lean into a mid-range deck i think you have to be able to do well enough to control the early game um and then shift to the point where you're putting on too much pressure for them to to get their game plan yep um
0: and the only time i've been able to do that is with mid-range hunter where i yahtzee where I have coin on turn four and I unleash the hounds into, uh, Savannah high main. Um, and, and I can hit him in the face because then they, then they can't, they can't do anything. You have to have a big minion on board that, that you can just punch him in the face with three or four times.
1: Um, and I, I think that's where, oh, please. Yes.
0: As I said, but they still have a play around that too, because the same card that summons the Raptors can put a taunt on the board. So they have answers to even that scenario that's what happened i, I did that and i hit him in the face and then the next turn um they put up a taunt and okay now what oh, yeah
1: <laughs> yeah exactly You're like now oh, yeah now i'm stuck here um and i think that's the tough thing i think the fact that this is the token druid especially is getting such a reaction from people is the fact that games can feel that way i think it elicits the emotion that felt. Um, at their worst times during Year of the Mammoth, which was powerless. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you pretty much are hoping that you high roll. A mm-hmm. lot of the games that I've won against Druid is purely because I've high rolled. I yeah. had the yeah, or monster. they low rolled, exactly. Yeah. And um, and I think nobody, even when you win those games, it's it's not as satisfying as it should be because you don't feel like you, you know, you don't feel like you really had the skill there. You don't feel like you outplayed your opponent, um, or that your opponent outplayed you. You feel like it was just know a very binary decision once certain things came into um
0: mm-hmm.
1: so early on in fact so so i think that's why it's especially um more stressful for people and i think any energy that people are putting into bomb warrior stress focus that over to token druid yeah. stress uh i agree
0: token druid yeah. is, is token druid is 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 the deck now whether or not it's a tier one a tier two a tier three or a tier four it doesn't matter it's so prevalent it's so played at all levels and it's yeah. so it's so like emotionally, like taxing on people. Like it's funny because everybody was excited to come back to the game for like, for like a week. Everybody's really excited, and there was so much hype, and everybody was talking. And now you hear people talking, and they're talking the same way they were a month ago. They're just they're burned out already because one deck is just so oppressive. And
1: thankfully, I'm not hearing that too much. And it's but it's I it's, can realize why.
0: And I think the most frustrating thing about it is it's just it's so easy to pull off mm-hmm. things that make it work. Like don't, the the time you you fail at it is when you just dead draw, right? When you just don't draw what you need, and and you and and you and you can't get going until turn three or four, and by then you're yep. you're, you're you're too far behind. But if yep. you're if you if you if you're if you've got a minion on board by turn two, as token Druid, You're probably way ahead. And you've, if you've got two minions on board by turn three, you've probably won the game because the other guy can't catch up at this point, more more likely than not. Um, yeah. And if that's not the case, then you low rolled.
1: Exactly. The only times it feels nice is like, like I just had a, a match where the entire time I knew they were token because they had played one or two cards that that tipped it. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was very rare, but it was turn six, turn seven, and nothing had really happened and finally gets like turn 8. I, I'm about to win the game. They do their last turn, and it's like, they had both Savage Roars in hand. They had their uh, Power of the Wild, they had their buff-up spell. Um, or they at least, I know they had at least one Savage Roar, but I've got to imagine they had like a Savage Roar, Power of the Wild, and then the um, the three mana, plus one, plus one. Like, they used... Um, oh wait, did they... Oh yeah, because they Power of Wild a minion on the board. <laughs> so it's just like, it can low roll, but the fact that there's so many supplement cards there that allow them to to, to You know, get the board they can flood it with wisps they can flood it with the the acorn bearer uh just just so much it's it's just yeah Mm -hmm. that's what makes it tough
0: yep i agree so overall do you think the deck needs an adjustment and if so what
1: again this is where my my whole i'd like to think i'm a creative person but for some reason when it comes to hearthstone i'm just i just fall behind because it's, it's tough. I think a lot of people look at the idea of, of designing cards and, and balancing cards as mm-hmm. something that's very straightforward. Mm-hmm. But it's, it's tough because you have to look at, one, what set are you affecting when you, when you are going to buff or nerf a card? Is it going to be a, a classic set? Is this going to have long standing ram, uh, ramifications? Um, if you're going back to Year of the Mammoth and you were going to nerf a card or buff a card, like we didn't think Dr. Boom was a big deal back in Year of the Mammoth. A lot of people viewed it as, you know, if someone had played that early in an Odd Worry matchup, you'd think, oh, they just lost it. <laughs> like yeah. like they played this way too early. This is this is a bad card that they shouldn't play right. so early. Um so like you look and you realize, okay, well, you know, it doesn't matter. Maybe we buff Doctor Boom now because it's not seeing play. All of a sudden this rotation happens and now it's so powerful. Right. Um and it could be only that much more powerful. So I honestly don't know. Whenever it comes to these sort of things, mana cost is usually the first thing that comes to mind. Maybe they could nerf Wisp to five mana. Um maybe they could I don't know even the spells it seems so easy with druid to tweak things one mana or two mana but then the issue is you run to what we saw with druid at the end of the last expansion where they nerfed uh you know they what was it the oh boy they barely see play which is why it's sorry but they nerf nourish and they nerfed the the two mana that got to three mana gain a mana crystal uh, yeah. um and what so there you go, wild growth. And, and druid took a big hit for a while. A lot of people did not see druid for a long time. Um, and so that's where it gets tough. You think about these, you know, hey, for the sake of the meta, I'm going to start to do this, and you may just dismantle a class if you take it too far. So
0: yeah, but I, I think don't many would know. argue that druid's had its time in the sun.
1: Yeah yeah i think it's tough i think it's tough if you're how long was you're...
0: shaman in the shadows how long was priest in the shadows how long yeah. was mage uh, had one deck right that's but, true but druid has had how many good decks for so long and this is coming from somebody that I, I i loved druid back in the day i'm just druid was I, the
1: first class i'm in
0: i i get tired of seeing the same stuff over and over and over it doesn't not fun it's not fun it's not it's it's not something that i want to play against you know like knowing when you queue up that you've got a 25 percent chance of playing now a control warrior 25 percent chance against uh of playing actually more like a 40 percent chance of playing a token druid and then like a 30 percent chance of actually having fun <laughs> right like, yeah like i don't want to spend an hour to know that that forty minutes of it is going to be tedious, and twenty minutes of it is going to be like, "Hey, they're playing a cool deck. This is fun. This is a new experience." I have no idea. Like the first time I lost to a Mechathune Warrior because I didn't see it coming. <laughs> yeah, I was like, "Okay, that was pretty dope." Yeah, but, but now I'm seeing him two out of three games, and it's just like, "Okay, that's enough. That's 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 enough." Um,
1: what um, What change would you think about making when it comes to Druid if you if you want to do your best just to hit this specific archetype?
0: Um, I think the the most obvious thing is the same thing that they did to, um, to under, was it the undertaker? The, uh, the grave, gravedigger, whatever it was. The, oh, I know uh, what cards you're talking about. The, 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 the uh, one mana, one, two, play rattle? a death rattle, gain plus one, plus one. Just, yeah, just change, just change the, the one card that adds plus one, plus one with twin spell. Just have it add plus one attack add plus okay. one attack then it still dies to things like you know uh to unleash the hounds then it dies to things like explosive trap then it dies to things like um beakered lightning then it dies to things like um uh what other people can play for one mana <laughs> mm-hmm. you know uh, forked lightning uh, then it, it's more likely to die to lightning storm it's more likely to die to to holy nova right it's that one extra health that that makes them so powerful one extra health on turn, what was it? The three mana cost, three mana yeah. card, one extra health on turn three on three minions is huge. You just played an extra minion, like essentially on all three of your dudes, right?
1: What, um, so you see the power from that card coming? The fact that it's so early on that you can get that buff
0: because it allows it, it allows you to keep your, your your board alive, right? So that you can then mm-hmm. soul of the forest on turn four, right? Okay, so you, you get three or four minions on board on turn by turn three. You play that on turn three, and then on turn four, you play um, you play uh, your soul of the forest. So now you've got you know even if they, they trade into it, you've got reasonably what uh, three, uh, three, two minions, right? Now they all have yeah. death rattle, summon a two two. Then they trade into them, and then you just do it again, yeah. Or you savage roar, or you buff them you know it enables too many things by having that extra health that health is such you talked about the the big butt on vargoth being uh you know kind of a subtle advantage of that card well <clears throat> the ability to put a big butt on all of your minions is the strength uh, one of the strengths of that deck in general right yeah um and then the other thing is is the twin spell probably probably is under costed it's probably under and i hate to say that i hate to say that but it should probably be nine or ten mana. And I think it would still see play in that deck and the deck would still be viable. Yeah. It's it interesting. It forces to look at them the to list. use more of their resources before they can do that, right? Because how many times mm-hmm. did they play that on turn eight, on curve on turn eight, and still have three or four cards in their hand? Right? Yeah. Now they have to use those other resources and instead of it just being something that they can then play and then use those other resources to buff, now they have to use those other resources to be able to play it right so they can't mm-hmm. they, they they shouldn't get their cake and to eat it too because nobody else nobody else has that kind of has that kind of sustain nobody else has that kind of value yeah name another class and and i think that's a good
1: that. yeah you you can't you just don't have that maybe maybe i don't know old mid-range hunter uh I mean, the current mid-range hunter yeah exactly that's well that's even that's the fact that i'm comparing the most powerful deck arguably towards the end of last season mm-hmm. um and and realizing it doesn't touch that but that's just you know that goes to tell you the power level yeah um yeah it is interesting cuz my my whole thought was the fact that y- you mentioned you know the plus 1 plus 1 on turn 3 um and how that's so powerful cuz they already run power of the wild which is two mana obviously plus 1 plus 1 um, the more I think about that point, the more it's hey, there's just another mechanic that they have that gives them plus one. This one, it's the fact that you have that consistency. I didn't draw my Power of the Wild, but I did draw my Blessing of Bingo. the Ancients, so I'm going to play that. Bingo. I think that's a that's a good way to look at it because initially I was just like, oh well, you have a card that's less mana and does the exact same effect. But I what? think that's a fair point. It's a strong buff to have four copies of. Right. Actually, six. Wait, what would that six. be? Six copies? Because you have yeah, twin spell. Yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah. Well, you have four copies of it from those twin you have four copies because you have the the, the card twice yeah. and then the card twice and then you've got two more copies from power of the wild yeah. which does the same thing for two mana but it doesn't have twin spells but now you throw in the other value generating card the, the legendary that lets you have both copies it gives you another copy plus another one of your choose spells
1: so yeah now you've got even
0: more like I we said didn't even
1: talk about keeper yet
0: yeah I that's I mean we've been talking about this deck for thirty minutes and we barely even scratched <laughs> the surface of 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 all of the ways that and again, it's not that it's not that the deck in and of itself is too powerful. It's more powerful mm-hmm. than anything else that could compete against it, right it you know it doesn't it doesn't matter if if all you have is is a you know a muzzle loader musket. If you're the only person in town with gun, you're God. Right. Yeah. You know, it doesn't matter how weak the gun is. Right. Um. They just have the biggest stick, and they've got a bag full of sticks to back it up, and nobody else can 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 hold up to that uh, consistently. Yeah, you can have yeah. those games where you where you nut or they or they flop, and and you can feel like you won, but more often than not, you just end up beating your head against the wall for ten turns, and and feeling bad you know how many times has this happened maybe not to you because you haven't run into it maybe uh, as much token druid as as other people have but you spend you know 45 minutes winning a game against control warrior to then turn around and lose a game in five minutes against token druid you know it it feels that 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 that's about the most uh terrible feeling in in the game
1: for me yeah exactly which the only point i can even bring to that is as old as that, that, that's like, I'm sure every card sure. game, but the fact that obviously it doesn't feel good. That's, this is a game where Blizzard has specifically emphasized that they want to prioritize positive interactions. We, even if you lose to have you lost in a, you know, a, a, a more satisfying way than, right. then all of a sudden, Oh, they just slam the board. And I, I hit one, I hit my hero power once and then I was dead. Right. Like that kind of thing.
0: Yeah, exactly. And the thing that I think that I think, well, wow. let me try this again. I think yeah. that the thing that is most frustrating for a lot of players, at least mm. for me personally, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm going to project my feelings on on you know a large percentage of the player base, is that mm. Blizzard does an extensive amount of testing before they release this stuff. They knew what this deck was going to do when it hit, and they chose to not adjust it. And they've done this before, where they and they have said, yeah, we didn't really want to tweak it. We wanted to kind of see what happened, see. if players can figure it out and then they go back and fix it and I think that's a real crummy way to manage that's like that's like saying well we're going to release this car with defective brakes and we're <laughs> just going to wait till we get enough um, you know lawsuits before we do a recall it's just a it's a bad business model and I think it leaves a bad taste in people's mouths you know and they and i get it i get where they're coming from from, from a creative standpoint you rather err on the side of caution but you have to be realistic about your expectations you've been down this road before in the past we've had to dial a card back shortly after release they did it in Rostacon like within 2 weeks they did it to multiple cards in Rostacon um i i imagine we're going to have something like that here you know because one of the things that they said is they don't want the same like three or four decks or the same like five or six cards they don't want the same three or four decks dominating you know 60% of play and they don't want no. Um, the same, like two or three cards being in like multiple decks, mm-hmm. um, like must includes in every deck, like Vargoth. So
1: well, and ahead. that even leads me to kind of my final thought about it. Yep. At least, at least, Drew, it is because you've pretty much touched upon it. But mm-hmm. first thing is, uh, do you think Blizzard will address this deck one way or another? And second off, do you when what do you think the timetable would look like for something like that?
0: Um, I think that that if I think they'll give it another week. I'm okay. sure they're watching it because, I mean, they, they have stats. They keep stats. Blizzard keeps meticulous. De- they, they mine data like crazy. Um, mm. I think they're going to give it another week before they do anything because they're going to wait for the – they want the meta to settle. Um, yeah. But uh, – and they're, they, they're going to say, well, oh, we're happy with it being at a 52% win rate. But that 52% win rate is 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 a product of the matchmaking system, not the deck. Um, but that's another conversation. Um
1: I would almost argue this deck can supersede most of most of what Blizzard could throw at it. Because what are really what are the bad matchups for this deck?
0: I can't think of one. The worst exactly. matchup is probably Murloc Shaman. Maybe Murloc Shaman. Murloc Shaman can,
1: can taking it to the board and.
0: Because Murloc Shaman is about the only deck that has as much refill as it but the problem is Murloc Shaman gets crushed by a lot of other decks. So it's yeah. like, yeah, you play Murloc and how many times has this happened, guys? You switch to something like Murloc Shaman to target Token Druid and then you just run into control warrior. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And you just keep running into control warrior and control warrior and control warrior and you get to get smoked.
1: And right. speaking of control warrior, this the Token Druid is how Papa Jason um that's that's the deck that Papa Jason ran to mm-hmm. get uh to make Vegas. And that was during the explosion, you know when Control Warrior first started really, or in the midst, I should say, at least, of Control Warrior really taking over the specialist format yep. and seeing these 16-hour, 17-hour rounds yeah. or, or tournaments. Um, and so that goes to show that it can hold its own against Druid. It has enough stickiness. It has enough pressure um, to hold its own there. So I would even argue if, if, they, if there was any sort of messing around and to do their best to counter... Um, the win rate they would have a hard time doing it just from the prevalence and the strength of this deck
0: yeah so if they're gonna if they're gonna to to, to just put a, a, a period on on my answer they're gonna give it another week because it's 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 blizzard maybe even two but i don't think we make it to may without them addressing this deck because they're just gonna really yeah right, here's what will happen when they start to see their player their numbers drop and all that remains is people playing uh, uh, a lot of token druid and bomb warrior. They'll do something to address it because um, whenever you make changes, it's like it's like when you have a losing football team, right? When your football team is losing, you fire the coach, even if you just bring in a, even a, a worse coach. Just by yeah. Just doing that changes the dynamic of the team. It changes the atmosphere. It Changes that'll bring players back. So you know, yeah. it, it, you know, people vote with their wallets. They vote with their time. And if um, you know they don't want to listen to, to people talking, then they're just going to lose players, and then they'll make changes. Um, mm-hmm. You know, so I would imagine I would be surprised if we made it to to, to May without somehow Druid getting addressed. Maybe not in the way we think of, because they have all they have the deep metrics that they, yeah. they can really see the numbers. But I, I think they're going to have to do something with the Bomb Warrior. I don't expect to get touched, but Token Druid probably yeah.
1: Yeah, I think if uh, if Warrior of any kind will get probably going to be the uh um i i'm pretty sure that's the name i hate that i'm not as familiar with all I didn't,
0: I didn't hear i didn't you might cut out
1: oh the uh the alisiana the the one that shuffles five different cards twice yeah. into your deck um or however however the yeah uh yeah that will will be addressed in one way or another even if it's not a straight nerf a tournament ban or something i don't know um but that will definitely get touched. As far they, as why
0: would they nerf that card? That's the only answer people have to Bomb Warrior.
1: Oh, I mean, I can't tell if that's facetious or not. No, I'm
0: serious. Like, like oh. how else? It, what other interaction do you have to remove bombs from your deck?
1: Um, that's, you've that, got that and your that Yeah, but that's the only <laughs> neutral
0: answer that you have. Like, oh, that's true. So everybody has to play Warlock now because everybody was playing Bomb. Dr- no, nah, I, I don't think they I, touch. Uh, I don't think they
1: touch her. I think the tournament timers are enough reason. Oh, they think might, they the might fact... ban
0: her from tournament play. Well, I exactly. And that's, yeah, either. exactly.
1: Yeah. And I, I think that's just, they'll dress in some way. Mm. Um, but even talking about Druid, I would honestly be surprised if something was done. Really? This month. Okay. Yeah. I can see, again, these are, are kind of, you know, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? I'll just describe it another way and say that th- they're kind of just like, you know arbitrary the arbitrary numbers but i can imagine the team saying you know what we're gonna have a month from launch we're gonna that's enough time for us to really have a settled down meta in the way that we think it should be because there's still archetypes like you said mechathune warriors is a list that you're starting to see more and more Mm -hmm. Um, handlock warlock i think is going to keep seeing more and more play i think there's a lot of lists out there um and i think there's also time where blizzard is going to look and say okay we see that this deck is overperforming. Now we want to see the reaction that happens to that. Um, right. because there are just that's the way meta's develop is the mm-hmm. fact that a list gets popular, people start to counter that list, they do a good job. If they if they're able to do a good enough job, people want to counter those lists, and then you keep getting this sort of fluid organic right. change to the meta.
0: percent
1: Um so I can see Blizzard. I think they if we see what we're still seeing, um, I think Blizzard will address Druid. But I don't think it's a sure thing, and I definitely don't think it's a sure thing
0: yeah, and you know what, now that you now that you said that, I, I was thinking about it a little more a fair a fair thing to consider that how fast they adjusted cards in Rasta Rastakhan was the fact yeah. that they had a year of the same meta, and the meta didn't change, and it just made the same archetypes or whatever they they had they point. they had consistent data there, so yeah, yeah, taking into account that 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 they had a year's worth of data or a two years worth of data almost with um with with some of the cars that were in there that actually makes a lot of sense so yeah they might they might wait a little longer you're right i i didn't think about that when i was making that so i wouldn't be surprised if they waited longer but um if they did follow the other pattern you know so we'll see
1: yeah of course and obviously it turns into you know how the community i think um we'll address it a little bit later as well but there was a recent as in today actually i think either today or yesterday where um in arena, rogue had a fifty-seven percent win rate. Something great, something no, it overwhelming. Like, it was
0: like fifty. It was like fifty-nine or sixty. Sixty-three percent, I think it was. Too cool was talking it was, about it on my channel. It was over sixty percent at one point, which is ridiculous.
1: which is just <laughs> yeah. yeah. And like and like, those are numbers that you. Can, those yeah. are numbers you obviously have to do something. This true mm-hmm. deck does not have a, percent win rate, so it's not going to see the the prompt response that we saw in arena. Um, but the fact that uh. What happened as a result of that is Blizzard nerfed the buckets that Rogue was getting and, and lowered the chance that you would get to get these cards that Rogue was using to dominate the meta. Druid um, has a 60% win
0: rate right now. The best With Token? Yes. Oh, I'm wow. looking at it right now. As of today, if you look at Legend of 20, not just the higher ranks, if you look at Legend of 20, it's a 60.13% win rate according to HS Replay.
1: Yeah, that's pretty... Is it... How many games... Oh, let me let me update you. Or here is again. that just saying Drew does it? Yeah, it's just, the only thing I had someone mention like Zoolock having a percent win rate or something, and it was a list that only seven hundred games on it. Yeah, this
0: one is a, a, a only about five hundred. But when you look okay. at the game, the deck that has five hundred and four thousand games, it's at mm-hmm. a fifty-nine percent win rate.
1: Okay, yeah, that's Which that's is solid.
0: One percent behind it. <laughs> Yeah. Well then those
1: are yeah, those are real numbers. Yeah. And it goes to show the strength of the deck and the fact that it really doesn't have the type of bad matchups that we've seen yet. Who knows? Someone may be the meta breaker to find, you know, solid right. ways to address this and everything that's happening on ladder, but they have to do a very good job. Yeah,
0: and, and one last point I want to make, and that's like something like Please. I said, I've spent a lot of time over the last week just trying to specifically counter that deck with all kinds of combinations of decks. And yeah. I I have at best had fifty percent win rates. Against Druid, at best, that's yeah. that's the ceiling. Right, is fifty percent. So um, I, I don't think I've had more than a fifty percent win rate with any deck versus token Druid even when i've specifically tried to counter it so i think we've beaten this to yeah. a dead uh, we really have yeah so <laughs> it, 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 i'll give you the last word if there's any last point that you want to make but i think we should we should probably move on to some of because the, there's guys believe it or not even though we've talked between token <laughs> and and bomb warrior we've talked about 45 to 50 percent of the meta there are other decks out there that we want to talk about
1: yeah i was gonna say can you imagine we were worried about you know filling time tonight folks? right right <laughs> Um, no, I think that's, I, I think we, we covered it very well. I think I really appreciate the perspective you brought because it made me think about things I wasn't thinking of. Um, but yeah, I know just the minor summary is, is, Hey, we think bomb warrior is not, you know, it's not all it's cracked up to be. And we think if anything Druid is probably people recognize it should probably have a higher play rate, honestly, with right. the success that it's saying.
0: Right. I agree. Um, so what other decks are you seeing? Uh, what, what, <laughs> what's the next deck that jumps out to you? as as a deck that, that you're like, this is a cool deck.
1: Um, Let me, because I've got a little... I've got a little... Oh, actually. Okay, so two lists because I think they're so fun in the way that they do what they do. Mm-hmm. Um, And they're both very similar. So, <laughs> Big Shaman and Big Paladin. Nice. Um, big Paladin running like duel, of course, and everything. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. Big Shaman, there's the 4-4 four, four that it creates a copy of a minion in your deck. There's mm-hmm. Eureka, all these different mechanics. All very... I don't know. Again, anyone who, who's familiar with me knows that I slammed Q block, so they know I love yeah. to cheat things out. Uh-huh. Um, and and yeah, these are <laughs> these are just the uh, you know, the cousins of of cheating things out when it comes to Q block. Like it's mm-hmm. it's uh, they're just such cool decks. Same thing um, with, with, with mage too, conjure mage. Oh of, yeah, that except th- oh, that feels much more oppressive. <laughs>
0: oh yeah, that deck that deck is that deck is, where- can go off.
1: I can talk about you know big shaman and, and dual paladin slash big paladin with a smile on my face and if you, you I think people probably saw I, I almost had a frown when you were right yeah because it's, oh. it's more it's so much more consistent and it it's is. so much better
0: yeah it's a it's a, it's it's a viable deck it's gonna see some play
1: yeah yeah it's uh so the, so those are the two mm-hmm. decks that I really like right now at least I haven't really touched them, but I think they're very exciting very fun decks what about mm-hmm. you
0: um, so if we're talking about decks that I like, that I think are uh-huh. fun and interesting, um, I stumbled. I didn't know at the time because I, I didn't I didn't net deck any decks for like the first uh-huh. week of the meta. Like I was just like in the dark, in the blind. You know, chat might throw an idea at me, but other th- other than than chat suggesting things, I, I I either came up with stuff by thinking about it or running into things on the meta. Or on the ladder, yeah. on the ladder as I was incur- encountering things, and so I started tinkering around with Rogue because I, had, you know, I had high hopes for for Rogue and oh, Rogue Shenanigans yeah. this season, and I and I had this deck and I, I called it um, uh, IDFK, <laughs> and I'll let you figure <laughs> out what that uh, stands for because I didn't know what the deck was turning into. Um, I just yeah. started throwing synergies in this deck that I thought looked really cool, and it's a super greedy, like really like comboy like. Fifteen different way to win uh, deck had Chef Nomi in there. It had like uh, Tagwaggle mm. in there. At one point, I had Archivist in there. I mean, it was just like it was all over the place. But I really like kind of how that works, where you can like um, Myra's out your your entire deck, play your Chef Nomi, and then you can throw um, you can throw Tagwaggle Scheme on something. To not take fatigue damage, and then on a later turn you can play, um, or if you've got um, if you've got um, uh, prep, you can like play our mm-hmm. um, uh, academic espionage, so you don't you don't take fatigue damage. But now you have this big board full of six sixes, right? And they yeah. have to de- they have to deal with it. Or you can you know if you if you have enough health, you don't have to put anything back in your deck, and then you can just shadow step it back to your hand, and do it again, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, or t- or whatever. So. I think that was a that's a really fun deck. I think that that um, that is going to be um, Chef Nomi, which we were all making fun of at one point. <laughs> I think Chef Nomi is is going to turn out to be a um, kind of a win condition for a couple of decks. And it, I know in Priest it works. I know in in Rogue yeah. it works because I made it work, um, and I know it can ex- it can work in, in Warrior because Warrior is another class that can go to fatigue easily. Um, mm-hmm. And I even played it in Shaman at one point because I had this. Uh, when I was tinkering around with with Shaman, I, I was going to fatigue quite often, so I threw Chef Nomi in there, and I even got a Chef Nomi went off in in uh, in, in fatigue Shaman. Um, yeah. So it, it's just a, it's a fun card, right? And um, and and it's not oppressive because like if you know what they're doing. You just yeah. save a vanish, or you save a you know a, a one board clear, and, you, and you're and you're good to go. Unless it's rogue, then you need more than one. But um, well. generally speaking, it's not it's not super oppressive, right? But it's just strong, and I like it. That's a deck that I really enjoyed. Um, I've been tinkering around with with I, I've said it multiple times. Been, the last forty eight hours or thirty six hours or so. I've been playing around with a lot of control shaman. It's a fun deck. Mm. Um, with the rise of control mage and control warrior, it's not. As good as it was 24 probably hours ago, probably second fiddle. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's not as good as it was 24 hours ago. But for about 24 hours there, I was having a lot of fun with it. I got all the way up to rank huh. four, or five stars with it. Almost hit the, almost hit rank three with it. Um, and then um, it met its big brother, uh, Control Warrior, and its big yeah. sister, Control Mage, and they just started putting it back in its place because they just do what it wants to do, but much better <laughs> oh yeah
1: yeah it's like no no like it's time for the adults to play now. <laughs> right
0: that said that said i'm still i'm still bringing it as my as my featured deck today because i think it's a fun deck i think it's a yeah i think there is room in in the shaman archetype i'm gonna have to play around with it more to find something that, that's going to be viable but it's definitely a, a shaman is a class in general that I, i've always loved to play around mm-hmm. with because it's a fun class to play yeah. around in because it usually has a very interesting space to work in um, it's a little less straightforward. It allows for some kind of interesting, kind of like Rogue does, for some interesting kind of interactions. And so I've always, I've always had a sweet, a soft spot for trying to make Shaman work, especially since Shaman's kind of been the redhead stepchild of Hearthstone for a long time. Oh yeah. So, um, so what are you seeing other than decks that that you find fun? What are you just seeing in general, other than the decks we've talked about? Like, um, uh, for example, I've seen um, quite a bit of uh, of, of Bomb Hunter. Okay. Not just Mech Hunter, but Bomb Hunter. I've seen quite a bit of yeah. that. That hasn't gone away yet. Um, what about you?
1: Well, it's interesting you bring that up because I actually I've got a list here of probably ten separate decks. Um, once I hit Legend this month, the first deck I'm going to play is Mech Bomb Hunter. Um, our our friend uh, Audrey kills mm-hmm. part of the whole Hearthbuzz community as well as just an accomplished streamer on their own. Um, they hit Legend this month fairly, fairly. Early with uh with their with a bomb hunter deck that runs Flark uh and all these fun things and I was playing it in casual the other night just because I, I couldn't I was like, you know what, I just want to play this, but I don't trust my rank enough at this point. Uh I'm I'm starting to get into try hard rank two mode, so I wanna I wanna keep that train going. But I wanted to still play it and I had a lot of success with it. Um a lot, a lot of fun. So I haven't seen it really much. When I first started playing um when the expansion was released, I was seeing a bit of Mech hunter. Um, but even that's fallen off a little bit. So mm-hmm. I agree. at this point, Tempo Rogue, Tempo Rogue, I think all of us are saying it's, <laughs> if Token get to that. was not where it is right now, we'd be talking about Tempo Rogue. Mm-hmm. Um, it's purely being kept in check by the fact that there's such a much bigger elephant in the room. Um, it's A little bit of, oh, please. Yeah. I was just going
0: to say, while we're on the subject of Tempo Rogue, I actually don't think Tempo Rogue is like oppressive. I think it is a good deck. I think it is a strong deck. Um, it destroys Hunter. So the, mm-hmm. the the problem is is that it 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 has all, every version of Hunter ever run it destroys so it's it's kicked me out of uh, out of out of my Hunter uh, sandbox for a while the jerk but it's not <laughs> like it's not like super oppressive like you look at you look yeah. at its win rate on uh, like I was H S replay for example uh, I think it was around fifty two percent or some fifty four percent something like that it's um, mm-hmm. actually no it's below control warrior it's at fifty three point nine percent so okay. it's it's good but it's not like you know, I think I think everybody's pretty comfortable with a deck that's somewhere around, like a good deck is around 56%. So n- nobody's really hitting that mark right now. Um, yeah. So 54%, the reasonable win rate for a deck at, at top tier play. Um. So I don't think it's like yeah. super oppressive. I, I just think it's really strong and it's good at beating the decks that are popular right now. Like it, it can just beat Token Druid because it can just go face faster than they can go face. Yeah. But I think that it will calm down a little bit once, um, once some of these, like, once people start remembering that taunt is a thing.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it really, I don't think it can be overstated enough how much less taunt we're seeing. Yes. And I, I think people were aware how strong Tar Creeper and, and Stonehill Defender were. But just, like, it's just, if you weren't aware before, you have to be by now. Um, it's interesting that, you you know, we'll go on to a brief tangent on Temp. Because I have actually had some some thoughts. But even when I was streaming the other night, um, I was part of a group of people who thought that Leroy should have been Hall of Famed as much or, or or at least expected Leroy to be Hall of Famed. Um and I think with Rogue kind of continually doing rogue things, um, there was an open discussion where a few people were kind of in agreement that Leroy is a little out of hand, but also that prep is a little out of hand. Um I think the the fact that Rogue does have such a strong class card in prep and then the fact that Leroy is going to always continue to do Leroy things which is potentially get you that you know that final burst that that rogue is known for doing anywhere from the six on board to to fitting in I don't know you, see, you see shadow steps you see sh- you see cold bloods you see all kinds of things where they put in 20 damage on a turn mm-hmm. where they drop Leroy mm-hmm. um especially with waggle pick now coming into the mix so i think um i think it's interesting cuz i think while tempo rogue I agree for the most part is it's very strong but it doesn't feel um like it's cheating or anything necessarily it doesn't feel broken um i think it is highlighting certain cards that are pretty powerful and i think are going to keep getting attention once like say token druid does get addressed in a way that lowers its win rate i think you'll hear more people talk about rogue
0: Well, like, one of the reasons why I was really wanting to play Shaman was because there was so much Temple Rogue, and Shaman does pretty well against... At least I was doing well against it with with Shaman, Um, but now everything is Druid and Warrior. (laughs) It's either Token Druid or Control Warrior is what I'm seeing, so it's like... uh, Yeah, so I need to get to, like, rank two where all the the, uh, Temple Rogues are.
1: (laughs) Well, in here, because I know even chat's mentioning how, like, how Prep is a, a, you know, it's the class identity of Rogue. It's a Mm -hmm. very... It's been around for a long time. The reason prep was especially getting brought up and this does transition to another card that could be addressed was the fact that rating party plays so well yes. into prep rating yes. party. Prep is probably the, the most commonly. Oh yeah. But no, nope. <laughs> it's our move. Okay. It's like prep coin, or coin prep. If you really want to be nasty. Um, exactly. So yeah, prep rating party may be the most common combination standard of in standard prep and another card. Oh, yeah. Um, I, I actually can't think of something else off the top that fits so cleanly um, so the fact that you're tutoring out you know of your weapon and then two cards that potentially can can you know work cohesively with that weapon, you get a free two free dread corsairs mm-hmm. um again, I think these are all mechanics that start to put rogue in the sense where it's not as fun playing against, and it does feel a little bit like cheating or broken but not i don't i wouldn't use the word exactly broken but it starts to give people that impression right it's Um, right
0: on the cusp of, of yeah
1: yeah yeah i agree so so yeah i i have a feeling that if rogue even just stays consistently where it's at right now um unless these other contenders start to rise above it people will start talking about ways that rogue can get addressed within the next i don't know month and a half two months yeah,
0: but you can't address Rogue right now because it's like, it's the only hope there is at keeping Token Druid in check, honestly. Yeah. It, I mean, yeah. uh, control Warrior a little bit. And it bit, gives,
1: but... and it, yeah, exactly, it gives Warrior a run for yeah. money, which, yeah. which is, <laughs> it's always bad when you're like, it turns into this whole rock, paper, scissors. Like, the reason we got to keep this class strong is so we yeah. can deal with this strong class. Right. Right. <laughs> Um, but yeah, those are sort of my my thoughts on rogue. Sure. If you have anything in addition, feel free to share. If not, I've got a couple more lists to share on, sure. on my end. Sure. But...
0: I, I was just gonna say rogue. I think the rogue space is getting is getting overlooked right now. I think rogue has a yeah. lot of room to to grow and expand beyond just tempo rogue. Uh, yeah. But I think because you know it's early in the meta, token is a thing, bomb warrior and control warrior are starting to get explored and exploited, um, and tempo yeah. is just so consistent. I think that it's kind of Drawing attention away from the potential of Rogue, so I think people are to come mm-hmm. back to that. Um, is there any classes you're not seeing,
1: like at uh, all? Let me let me check my play percentages here. Paladin, for as much as I as I am slamming Paladin right now, Paladin I I have not ran into very often. I get mm-hmm. the occasional mirror with secret Paladin, but outside of that, I'm not really seeing much other Paladin archetypes, to be honest. Um, and then it looks like Priest. I have both those classes at a 6% in my past 40 games, yeah. um, which is, again, I've got, there's obviously bigger impressions, but that does sound about right, honestly. Everything else I think is seeing, um, you know, I'm running into. I've been experimenting with decks
0: basically since, since launch. Um, yeah. and you know, when I when I when when something gets successful I get up to, to like rank four, start pushing rank three, and then you know, I start running into counters and I fall back down. The only time I see priest, period. Is when mm. I am at rank five zero stars, rank five one star, or rank five two star. <laughs> as as oh, I that's get, brutal. As, as soon as I start getting to rank five three star, four star, or, or, or four star five star, or getting in rank, nah, priest disappears. <laughs> it just it's just doesn't yeah. ex- doesn't exist. And, and like the priest silence thing that that looked like it was going to be really powerful, like it's so it feels easy to play around. Even when yeah. I'm playing a deck that isn't tech to beat it, it feels easy to play around. Uh, I've I've crushed it with control shaman. I've crushed it with hunter. I've crushed it with 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 temple rogue when I played temple rogue. I've crushed it with uh, mech secret paladin when I was dabbling with that deck. Um, mm. I, I I just I, I don't I think I've the only time I've lost to priest is when they've gotten the Vargoth um, out and I don't have an answer to it and then they double yeah. resurrect. That's about the only They'd time I've off. lost to a priest or they get the they get the 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 Yahtzee of the um, inner fire inner fire uh yeah or the you know what I'm saying the they get that the that Yahtzee off. That's but I I'm probably eighty percent against Priest right now. So mm. it's just it's um, getting it's getting smoked.
1: Yeah, I i think um one thing I actually haven't run into this deck on ladder. I know there's been a little discussion in chat about it. Mm-hmm. Um and we did um yep, I know we, you're we saying. mentioned worlds and everything. But yeah, Nomi Priest uh mm-hmm. Chef Nomi Priest, which I think I can see the potential there. Yeah. Um, I oh, think yeah. everyone can. Like The pieces are there. We've, we've talked you know, an infinite amount about the fact that Priest has very low-cost spells. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the amount of zero-cost spells Priest have right now is ridiculous. Yes. Um, the amount of draw mechanics that Priest can, can take advantage of are ridiculous. And so they are almost primed to work in uh, you know, some miracle-based deck. And the fact that Nomi is so natural, Nomi is such a natural fit, especially with cards like Seance... Mm-hmm. Um, it's gonna I, like I want to hop on ladder now because I haven't seen the deck yet but I have a feeling um even Jeremy's mentioning they've been seeing it all day the fact that world's lists are out and there's two players I believe who are bringing chef nomi priest um is going to also increase the amount of oh, attention yeah. it receives and mm-hmm. which and also you know in inadvertently or advertently uh, increase the play rates um I'm looking forward to facing it and seeing how the matchups go and and all that I don't know if that'll mean it has staying power but Maybe that'll give priest something.
0: <laughs> yeah, and if that's if that's it, then then they're just replacing like like. Why does priest have to be the gimmick class? Well, like that's yeah, like this on. one trick, like you oh, know, yeah, like like identity like based around, yeah, you know. Yeah, they're they're either hitting you in the face with with a big blood minion that you just didn't have one removal for, or they're doing some like OTK gimmick, and there's just like no in between. Like uh, like I remember yeah. talking on like episode two or three of the orbit when X was super no. excited about this this idea of like a, a super aggressive mm-hmm. like shadow yeah. priest flip flip the the, the 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 class on its head for just 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 for a couple months, and oh. they just they did they did more of the same, and it just feels like. A weaker version of what Priest was six months ago, but basically the same thing.
1: Yeah. And, and less equipped to handle getting rid of Shadow Visions, yeah. getting rid of, as I mentioned, Spirit Lash. I, I think people are really probably going to, especially as we're seeing these token decks like Token Druid and these, uh, you know, they swarm the board sort of powerful decks. Spirit, uh, La- Spirit Lash wouldn't have,
0: wouldn't have stopped these. If, if, if um, Beaker Lightning, a free one damage can't stop it then a two-mana, one-damage can't stop it. <laughs> uh,
1: I'd, ar- I'd argue just from the fact that Priest does have spell damage mechanics yeah. um, and everything. I, I think so does there could no. have been a roll. Well, exactly. That's true. But you're getting lifesteal on top of that. Yeah. Um, Sort of either way they, with, they with. don't well that is true too <laughs> either way they don't have any of that they don't have their psychic scream nothing yeah.
0: psychic scream was, was 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 really the answer because drawing drawing a one mana one one when you want to draw an <laughs> oh, eight God. mana spell that's what that's what would slow token drew it down
1: yeah blizzard knows they've done something wrong when i'm rooting for a priest to get psychic scream off right now <laughs> uh yeah that's when that's when we're in the bad universe <laughs>
0: <laughs> we're, yeah we're in the upside down right now yeah um anything else in the in the meta you think we need to we need to touch on
1: uh i'm just gonna list through these but i don't oh, think yeah, we yeah, have yeah. to deep dive into any yep, of yep. these because yep. a lot of them are self-explanatory or at mm-hmm. least don't need um summon mage is probably the most noteworthy one mm-hmm. um i think that we could actually have a, a bigger Khadgar? discussion about um exactly yeah it's it's a cadgar and the the power of creation a three mana i uh, it's it's gross at three mana. It has to be higher cost than that to to yeah. destroy your minion and bring it back. Um, there's, yeah, Zoolog, Handlock. Uh, midrange Hunter is still seeing a place. I think almost every single player brought Midrange Hunter and mm-hmm. not a Mech Hunter to Worlds. Yep. Um, there might be one or two outliers, but otherwise everyone has faith in the Midrange Hunter. Um, midrange Hunter
0: is still good. I can tell you it's still good. It struggles against Rogue, um, and yeah. it's a coin flip against Hunter. Against yeah. Druid, uh, sorry, it's, it's a coin flip against Druid, um, and yeah. it's still good enough to beat um, uh, slow Warrior decks. It can't, it mm-hmm. can't beat OTK Warrior, um, or it can't beat Mechanic Warrior. So that's 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 the problem because in order, unless you're playing a non Beast variant, because then you need things that can pull stuff out of the deck. But I, I digress. But mid range Hunter yeah. is still good. It's just yeah. the things that are really strong right now are, are are very prevalent, so it's pushing it down a little bit.
1: Well, exactly, and I think the fact, like, again, Rexar, everyone is well aware of how powerful Deathstalker Rexar is. Um, no, but I, th- I think it's interesting because I had the impression that that Hunter would honestly be fine. Hunter would be able to keep up with the sustained pressure um, enough to to not necessarily miss Rexar that much after rotation when everyone else loses so many tools. But um, I think people are really feeling it. People are really feeling that running out of gas sort of sense that, that druid can have in these bigger matchups that, that you're talking about here. Um like you are going against a druid that has so much ways, like so many ways to consistently flood the board. Uh you're going against a warrior where you didn't necessarily have the ideal start. Um you're just losing those those comeback mechanics. So uh it's interesting to see to see mid range take prevalence in the world players' minds versus like a a mech variant of some kind.
0: I, right. I honestly think it's more yeah. consistent. I honestly do. Yeah. I still I still have on, on mid range hunter, I still the lowest my range has got on mid range hunter is fifty eight percent. Yeah, when, which it, is, when it's nice. humming on sixty plus. Yeah, and that's even with the bad matchups that exist. I just I get I get bored playing it. <laughs> I play other stuff. That's anyway. fair.
1: Well, yeah. And speaking of which, what are you saying? Anything else that we haven't really covered?
0: Uh, we've touched on most of them. Um, yeah. The yeah the silence priest is the one. Like I said, I, I talked about about that yeah. one. Heal druid, I've seen a little bit of, um, which really. I, I think is just. <laughs> it, it's a real cool concept but it's just unless unless the only one i've seen that's really good is the one that it um that uses um duplicate mechanics to get like five of the iron Bark guys out whatever they are the four the four uh the eight man of four eights that Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. There are ways to to, to duplicate loose and that. Yeah, yeah. Lucid bark. Thank you. There are ways to to duplicate that out, and that that's pretty gross because then you you know uh-huh. you kill them all, and then for for healing yourself for five, which is a one mana spell, by the way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they get five of them back. Um, that's yeah. it's kind of a gimmick, but it, when it works, man, pff, it works. It's tough, um, but that's that's really about it. And then um, I did uh, I have seen the occasional. Thief rogue, but it's just it doesn't hold candle it doesn't hold a candle to to um to tempo, so it's not really getting played much and we, and of course, we mentioned secret Mech paladin I see that one too yeah, so yeah that's what I'm seeing but i'm also i've also been floating at rank five where everybody is just playing whatever they decide <laughs> they want to try out
1: were there any lists that you were expecting to see that you haven't
0: um yes. Um, I was expecting wall priest to be a lot more prevalent, um, okay. and the closest they have is resurrect priest. Wall priest, I think, still has the tools to exist. It's just too slow. Yeah. It's yeah. just too slow. But I'm actually surprised that people haven't tried to make it work, um, just because they have. They have, there are still some like big butted minions in the game, that, and they they do have like take the, the minions that you put in silence priest and just put them in your wall priest, and then just flip their butts around and he, hit people in the face with it. Those cards still exist. Topsy turvy still yeah. exists. um i'm surprised that we that we're not seeing that's probably the biggest one and then there was um another one that we theory crafted and i should have written it down because i meant to put it in my show notes Mm -hmm. but i forgot to write it down when i was thinking about this before the show it'll come to
1: me what about you okay um i honestly i haven't seen it apparently it has a 30 percent win rate right now um but (laughs) pogo road I was ah, expecting one. See- yes. Yeah. Was it because yes. Pog- I thought you were going to yes. say control rogue and I was like, you know what? I want to say mine first because I'm no, no, no. Pogo. Pog- Pog-
0: no. C- control rogue. Control rogue. Um. I want to see control rogue, yeah. but I wasn't expecting to see it. Wasn't I was okay. expecting these pieces, because all these pieces, like we were I remember doing the the, the card review uh here a couple weeks ago and we we're just like, oh my god, there's all these ways to put pogos in your deck. Um I experimented yeah. with pogo though, and it's 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 actually it's actually too slow. <laughs> it's just too slow.
1: Which is fair. I mean, that's the issue the deck originally yeah. had. Um I'm trying to think of ways that you really it, it seems like the ways that a pogo rogue would succeed mm-hmm. are almost inherently too slow. You've got too many combo pieces to really you know explode onto the scene enough to deal with yeah, all these other threats that you're yeah. seeing that the tempo rogue that you're normally seeing the token rogue that, or the token druid all these hunt, hunt, hunter in any form um the thing, it makes sense but i was thing, expecting to see more still
0: right the thing that i i see like pogo working would be like you 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 tog-waggle, like 10 pogos into your deck right yeah. with Togwaggle scheme and then you like Myra's them all out and exactly. then you play them but you can just do that with chef nomi for a lot less work so no. it takes it takes two cards, well three cards. Prep, prep. Having Nomi prep in and Myers in your hand, and then you just prep the Myers, yeah. and then play the Nomi, and you win the game. Um, you know yeah. theoretically on turn what nine, anyway. Yeah. but yeah, Control Rogue. I would I would like to see, but I'm not I'm not surprised we don't see it. Like I just knew mm-hmm. I knew that looking at the um at the uh, at the cards that were coming out that that tempo and i thought togwaggle and things like that were going to were going to be prevalent and tempo is but tempo rogue is always going to be a thing because that's kind of their it's kind of their archetype but just like just like yeah. some sort of mid-range aggro hunter is always going to be a thing same thing with temple rogue that's always gonna be a thing because of the way that their cards work um at least it should oh, yeah. be if they're if they're sticking to class identity
1: it, exactly so it's, it's, it's talk about literally the identity
0: just like yeah. control warrior is always going to be a thing guys sorry and it's it, that's literally what it does
1: yeah if you if you didn't accept that fact, you know almost what are we five years in the yeah, Hearthstone? We're coming up on five years?
0: yeah. No, we're yeah, over yeah. five years.
1: Yeah, then. <laughs> no, we're just over. It's, five it's years. time to, to, to. It's time to you know swallow that pill.
0: Five and a half since beta. Five years since Like release. actual. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So. so yeah, there you go. Okay. But yeah, a lot of a lot to cover. I'm excited for the way these sort of conversations go in the next. I would say within the next two weeks, so Mm -hmm. two episodes from now, we will have, you know, our mate, like this won't won't be a discussion that has so much variety. And then I think we will really know and hammer down right away. This is what I'm seeing. This is what's prevalent. Yeah. Uh,
0: We'll know what the top, yeah, we'll know what the tier, like the top three decks are. We'll know what like the tier, because it'll be probably like it always is. Like there'll be two to five decks that are floating in and out of the tier one. And there'll be like, Five decks that are in tier two, and then there's decks that nobody plays because they're not the top seven or eight decks. Yeah, yeah, and we'll know what those are. You're, I think you're absolutely right. It's usually about three to four weeks is when the meta hashes out, and, and I think you nailed the time frame on that 100. Yeah. Um, percent um, In so, the meantime, yeah. though, what uh, <laughs> let's 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 talk about what we've been uh, what we've been playing around with. Um, one. Is a viable ladder climbing deck brought by Mr. <laughs> Rude Clouds, and one is a deck that I really wanted to work, and it's a lot of fun to play. God, it's so greedy! It's so if you love greedy, ridiculous decks, this is a fun deck. But if yeah. if it, 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 you don't want to lose to a bunch of control warriors, don't play it. <laughs> so uh, let's let's switch over to the board, and then yeah. uh, we'll pop them up there, and then uh, yeah. <laughs> And then uh, why don't you go first? Uh, for some reason, when I when I populated your list in into the to the, the deck code here, it didn't put mm-hmm. the name of your deck in.
1: But oh, exciting!
0: Yeah, <laughs> the the one here that's closest to us on on the left, if you're facing it, is uh, okay. is, is uh, Rude Cloud's deck. Rude, why don't you talk about it?
1: I would love to. Uh, anyone who popped by the stream yesterday um, saw me just really slamming this deck, um, and I think. I don't know. It's given me every reason to keep slamming it. Uh, this is a secret mech paladin. Um, I'm sure you've seen a little bit of variation, but it's it's really not as common on the ladder as I was kind of expecting. Um, the reason I'm such a fan of this deck is because um, it seems to handle itself really well against pretty much against most matchups. Mm-hmm. Um, it struggles against rogue um, and it does struggle against token. I mentioned earlier on... Um, the ways that I normally win against token druid mm-hmm. is I can get a, cor- a consecrate out on either coin three or on four before they can do their their soul of the forest, um, and so that's always a nice mechanic. But in general, this deck has the advantage of getting to the board quickly. You get your you usually want to have this game plan. You play your secret on one on two. You're either playing your Reaver spy, which is a two mana two three minion. But if you have a secret on board, turns into a three-four minion, which a three-four for two mana is gross. That is, that's just gross with no downside. Usually, for that kind of stat line, there'll be a you, you give your opponent a coin or you summon a one drop or something, um, and, and that's just easier, pure stat line.
0: It's easier to get that cheated three-four out on two than it is the rogue one.
1: Oh, yes.
0: Because you can get this one out on on curve. I, I do not know of a way with short of having coin. No, even that doesn't work. That you can get the, the rogue one out on two.
1: You have to run that one one mana card that discovers whatever, a spell from another class or a, um what's it called? It gives you, it's uh, a discover, it's one mana. It's the only way that I, because I had the exact same, I was like, wait, the only thing that's comparable is this. Let's just say Paladin is so much more reliable. Look Mm -hmm. how many secrets this deck runs. I actually haven't fully counted. Um, But yeah, it it looks six secrets. Mm -hmm. And it has potential to, I think, even run more, honestly. Mm -hmm. I'm I'm trying to this is the net decked version of this deck, but I'm ready to start playing around with it. Um, it just works so consistently. You get your secret out, you get the Sun Reaver Spy or your Mysterious Blade, right. which is a two mana 2-2 weapon right. that can turn into a two mana 3-2 weapon if you have a secret online. Right. Um, and the deck just, it, it just does so well. You you're, you have the tools to address things early on. You have the sticking power with your secrets of either mm-hmm. summoning back a minion, getting the auto-defense matrix off. Um, Bellringer Sentry, some much more secrets. The mechs are really what make it shine. Um, this deck can run Mechanoeg, which mm-hmm. you will be getting for free if you log in anytime between now and the 21st. Golden. Um, exactly, golden even. Um, but it doesn't. It feels like it that sort of weighs down the deck. There's even times where I don't like playing the mechanical whelp, but the fact that the whelp can at least attack on the turn that it's played. Um, and the fact that I don't think you can run this and two copies of the egg or else you're bogging down your deck too much with too many heavy minions um the whelp just kind of wins for that but even then like they just do such a good job of being able to to keep you in the game early and then really shine is that mid game where you can just I've, i've slammed down warriors because i just put up enough pressure um rangor's endless army is gross it just it feels so good getting off you know these minions that i put one of my copies of kings on i put a war gear on another one there's zilliax online that's keeps dealing the a of damage too it, it keeps the kings it keeps any enchantment oh
0: i see i i thought i yeah. i read that as it only keeps the uh, magnetic
1: enchantments yeah no it's gross wow. it's gross and that's, that's the reason i was debating about running kings initially when i started this deck and that's the reason i've kept kings is because those decks like warrior um that can be the difference that that plus right. four plus four you're looking to just make tall minions that are hitting them in the face hard right so yeah it uh it, it's just a very strong fun deck i'm currently ranked two one star with it nice um, what's your win rate? with this yeah 63 percent win rate with it <laughs> that's uh, which, yeah,
0: bonkers
1: feels good at rank two <laughs> yeah, heck so. yeah heck
0: yeah heck yeah
1: so yeah, I would thoroughly recommend... I'll post the, the deck code if anyone's interested in chat. Um, but I would, I would thoroughly recommend this if you're interested. Especially, say you, maybe you're ranked 20 or, or 25 and you don't have all of these cards, this deck can still get by with missing a couple legendaries. I realize it's a super expensive deck that I think runs 5. Yeah, um, yeah. So feel free to pop by my channel if you want or anything while I'm streaming, ask any questions about the deck and I can probably help you, uh, you know, allocate properly for what your, your list may look like.
0: Yeah. Uh, speaking of a heavy deck. Jeez <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Louise, I'm just looking. <laughs> uh, yeah, if you thought if you thought that, what, six legendaries, five legendaries, he runs is a lot, don't look at mine. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. And I had an eighth one in there at one point. I used to run Electra. So this is Control Shaman. This is the most consistent list, and I say that with some hesitation, because put a small asterisk next to that. There's another version, because I experimented with a bunch of different versions over the last couple of days, um, and uh, uh, all homebrewed. Um, and I, I, I experimented with some, some more mid-range variants in it. The mid-range one had a little more success in certain matchups, but it had less success in other matchups, so it's a trade-off. So it had almost the same win rate, but Flipping matchups. Uh, this is the one that I found to be just like the most consistent in, 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 in everything but Token Druid and, and Control Warrior. Control Warrior, unfortunately, this deck gets crushed by it, but it's super fun to play. It's super fun. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and actually, it can win Control Warrior because of, of one card, the Unseen Saboteur. but we'll get to that in a second. So this deck basically does what Control decks want to do. You basically just It's a slow, methodical, deal with their board, slowly building up your own board until you can just kind of push them in the face. I don't want to say hit them in the face because you kind of push them in the face. One thing this deck does <laughs> lack is is some burst. Like, I experimented with, with the Bloodlust in here because it just needed some way to just, like hit him hard and fast. Um, that's probably the biggest weakness of the deck, other than the fact that it struggles against something like Control Warrior because it can't punch him in the face. But, you know, you get... Yeah. Um, the. It, I experimented with the number of, of Earth Shocks that runs, runs two Earth Shocks. The reason why I run two Earth Tracks is there's so many things you want to silence in the deck, in the meta right now. Um, Elix, if you're playing Bond Warriors, are kind of a must silence. Um, Vargoth. Vargoth is very common in the meta right now because Token Druid, must silence. Um Double Ooze, I experimented with one Ooze, Double Ooze, because there's so much Temporal Rogue, there's so much Warrior. Um, so Double Ooze, um, and it's just, in matchups where you don't have the weapons, it's just a great two-drop to play. It's an aggressively-stated two-drop that, that that trades up. One doom saber. I, I experimented with two. Two felt bad, because there's a lot of times you draw it late-game, and you're just like, well, this card sucks. <laughs> but um, it's always nice to have one that you can dig hard for when you're playing Token Druid, give you a little bit of a little bit of a, a chance to, to slow them down. Um, the Omega Mind is kind of a clutch card. I, I, I um, experiment with a lot of ways to heal in this deck um, because it does go long. Um, and yeah, you can get some. You can discover some from Hagatha and in, in some of the spell discover mechanics. You can get some healing effects. But I mm-hmm. wanted one consistent heal effect and because the fact that you run double Lightning Storm and, and the fact that you run double Hagathas, that's essentially a Reno, right? You play yeah. that on turn 10 or after um with with Hagatha's and you just you it's a full heal even with only a couple minions because you know if your Hagatha has 10 attack on it you need three 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 minions to to give you full heal and the the Omega Mind counts as one so you just need two yeah. other ones so you pop a totem you pop the Omega Mind and if they have one minion on board you full heal right uh and, and so it's just a good way to come back into the game um uh, double hex for the same reason why you run double Earth Shock, but the hexes are more for the the, pe- the people that go tall, right? There's a lot of there's a lot of things right now cheating out big minions, uh, uh, mountain giants, uh, the seven yeah. eight the seven eight taunts that mages get out when they duplicate their mountain giants, um, a plethora of other things that you can think of. Hex is always Pretty good. Hunter. Hex will always be good. There's a reason why hex got nerfed. It's 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 a good card. Um, yeah storm chaser is is a bit probably a bit of an odd card storm chaser um, does two things in this deck uh, Actually, three things it's a decent decently stated minions of four mana three four which isn't great but it is draw and it more importantly draws you more often than not your hagathas so you're not drawing your hagatha late game as a five mana deal one damage which feels real bad and also mm-hmm. it enables the um the, the Sun Reaver war mages which are um, kind of the next cool card in this deck um, yeah, jeez. Yeah. So, but I'll get to that. But, um, Barista, just tons of value. Barista, if you don't know, is a five mana, four, five that, um, duplicates any, um, uh, Battle Cry minions and adds them to your hand. Super value card. You you can, there's, there's so many Battle Cries in this that you can hit and just get a ton of value off of. The, this deck wins basically by going to fatigue because you don't have a way to like punch them in the face. I mean, you can tempo out. You know, sometimes by getting three or four minions and just hit them in the face. But generally speaking, you're trading, controlling the board, and you're just you're winning by out resourcing them. Um, mm. And that that's a great card to do that with. Um, the card that makes this deck really work is at the Scheme um, because it just it can clear any board. If you have it in your hand long enough, it can clear any board. Super super yeah. powerful. Um, especially with all of the cheap mechanics that exist right now. Sunriver War Mage is a great tempo card. It's a 5-mana 4-4 four, four, that deals 4 damage if you're holding a spell in your hand that is 5 or more. This deck has 3 of them, and possibly more if you discover one. Uh, Ziliax is just a great heal mechanic. It, it's proactive. It rushes on the board. It allows you to heal up a little bit, usually for 6, usually killing 1-2 to two minions, and... Um, it's just it, it, Zilex is great in any deck. There's literally no deck I can think of that can fit Ziliax that shouldn't have Zilex in it. No, yeah. if, you, if you can fit Zilex, play Zilex. Period. It's one of the best cards in the game right now. Um, the Woz, one card
1: our deck have in common. <laughs> yeah, exactly.
0: Kragwaz <laughs> um, is another fun addition. Um, I debated this card a lot. I put it in and took it out. Put it in and took it out. It the card if you can get a um, if you can get a hex off of it, then the card has paid for itself. Having a third Hex in a deck is bonkers. Um, And if you can get a Hex off of it and then Barista barista it back into your hand, Barista uh, lichen it back into your hand, that Kragwas, and then play the Hex again and then get it back again from Kragwas, that's absolutely insane, right? Um, So um, having that in there, and and it combos with so many different things. I mean, you could coin into something... um, it's great with Haunting Visions, because you play the Haunting Visions and play the free thing, and you get two things back with cragwalls All kinds of great value combinations. This deck is all about value, outvaluing your opponent, and winning the long game. Super mm-hmm. greedy, super fun, sometimes backfires, but when it works, man, this is a good feeling. Um, Rain of Toads is just a great tempo card. Slows them down, gives you some um, some stall, um, and, and can actually be an effective way to actually just put a little pressure on them i played it on curve before just just to have three minions on board um one of my favorite cards in the deck is the unseen saboteur yeah if if if, uh i added this before mecha warrior was a thing um because it just messes with your opponent's hand it's great when you use it on a rogue to mess up their prep it's great when you use it against a druid to mess up their savage roar um it has a lot of uses, and because this deck runs Shutterwalk, you get two. And because this deck runs Barista, you can get more than that out of this. Um, so it, you can get at least one, potentially two, and even sometimes three of their, their spells messed up. But, you know, you, you get to, to fatigue with a Warrior. You play this, and you burn one of their um, one of their Mechathun combo cards, probably mm-hmm. win the game. Um, Swamp Queen Hagatha, great card, good value is a bit of a tempo loss, but you don't care about that in this deck cuz you want to be greedy and get that value. Um Archivist, this deck is designed to go to fatigue. When you get there, this card keeps you alive because then you play yeah. that and then you go into Shutterwalk and you get 20 cards added to your deck or more if you have art, if you use barista to pop anything back to your hand. You see where I'm going with the value on this deck? Yeah. Um uh, Hagatha, we all know the power of Hagatha. The, the caution with Hagatha is don't play it if you've got more than six cards in your hand, because the way this deck works, you will burn cards a lot, <laughs> because it is a very slow deck. Walking Fountain is one of my favorite cards in this deck. I, yeah. I had one. I added a second one. It's great heal. It's great removal. It's proactive. Um, in the mid and late game, it is an absolute baller card. You can take one out if you want to tech something else in, but I love having two cuz I'm super greedy. <laughs> and then Shutterwalk is 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 the backbone of this deck. When you get to that fatigue, you've played all of your cards, you've got four cards left, you just played Archivist, then you play your Shutterwalk and you yeah. It's awesome. It's go
1: good time. <laughs> it, it, yeah. Because awesome. I'm guessing. Because you get the uh yeah, you get the Archivist and that just gives you the standard, you get to just do everything all over again. Yeah,
0: yeah, when you play when you play Shutterwalk with Archivist, it picks five random cards, but okay. you do that late. So you play the Archivist, right? Like when you get to the fatigue on turn, you know, twenty-two or twenty-five or whenever fatigue happens, because there is card draw in this okay, deck. You
1: monster. <laughs> yeah.
0: So you play that, then then you go ten more turns. Right? Yeah. Or how many ever? It's usually like six or seven because there is card draw in this deck. But you go six or eight more turns, and then when you're going to hit true fatigue and your resources are running out, then you play the Shutter Walk. Get just. 10 random cards in your deck so you don't die of fatigue. And then you Mm -hmm. just, you know, at that point you're just, you you know, you're hoping that they're fatigued and they're dying. So, or you play, if you're playing a Bomb Warrior you play it on turn 8 and just get rid of the bombs and you know, move on with your life. Because chances are you've got high value cards in your hand already so you don't need what's in your deck. Because there's so many high value cards in this deck. Yeah, um, yeah, it's it's pretty bonkers. Um, I love... um, I love this card, or this deck. Um, It's super fun. Like I said, it does struggle against Control Warrior. It can beat it. It does struggle against Token Druid. So I've stopped. I actually was trying to tech this deck to beat Token Druid because I've seen so much of it. I stopped trying. I just look at this Token Druid. Token Druid is a 40% win rate with this deck. Other than Token Uh. Druid, even with Control Warrior, um, even with Control Warrior being a tough matchup, it's still a 50-50 coin flip. Um, oh wow. Yeah, yeah. It was lower. It was lower. I actually thought it was lower because we were talking pre show, but I actually looked at my stats. It's 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 a coin flip. Um okay. I looked at various versions of it. Um it's anywhere from, from forty seven to fifty four percent. So depending oh, on which version. Man. So it's not terrible against that. Um it's real it's only real struggle is 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 to- it crushes rogue. This deck, this deck, unless you just miss, this deck usually crushes rogue. Um which is one of the reasons yeah, why I wanted to start playing it. So um yeah. So it's a fun deck. It's a fun deck. I, I encourage people to experiment. There's a lot of room for teching in this deck. It's a very greedy version of this. You can tech this yeah. deck down if you want to take this list as your core. You can tech it down. You can make it more mid range. I experimented with more mid range decks. You know, get rid of one Earthshock, one Sludge Belcher, one Acidic Swampooz. Maybe dump um, one of the wa- Walking Fountains and put some early game elementals in there, or, or a couple of uh, of um, uh, what's the Unbound Elements card, the two mana one that buffs an element, unbound elemental card, whatever it's called.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, that one.
0: You put that yeah. card in there, for example, you know, you tech out those four or five cards and it makes it a little more, not quite mid-range because it's super greedy, but it, it's, it it lowers the curve a little bit and gives it a little bit more of an early game. Um, there's lots mm. of ways you can meddle with this deck. This is just the one that I found to be the most consistent and having the most answers for the way that I play the deck. And I really like it. It's <sighs> really fun. And it's yeah. something that you're not seeing a lot of in the meta.
1: Yeah. Well, I was just gonna say the the mental fortitude alone that required to play like more than five games deck beyond me. Like I played twenty eight that...
0: games with this version, and I probably uh, played another fifteen to thirty games with other versions that I was experimenting with. So I probably about fifty to sixty games with with control shaman in the last forty eight hours.
1: Wow! Yeah. Well, kudos. No. It's a super cool list, and again, just to reemphasize, this is not a net deck. This was purely Az's creation. I'm sure with some inspiration, like from here and there, maybe there was oh, yeah. Yeah, sure. guidance or something along the way. But like, yeah, this is this is as still as creative as you can get. Um,
0: well, but the thing is, is I mean, there's there's I mean, you can say this is any deck uh, if you if you random if you Google any any control shaman deck it's probably going to be pretty close to this because these yeah. are cards that make sense in this deck. I I took it to a greedy extreme, though, because that's what I tend to do. If you've ever seen me mm. play uh, Spell hunter, I'm about as greedy as they get. Um, but,
1: uh, yeah... Uh, yeah, would would you uh be comfortable posting that code in the uh, the chat? If you
0: a hundred percent, I will I will I will pull it out after after the show though, um because I have to open my deck tracker for it and I you know, oh yeah. But give me give me like thirty seconds after the after we end the show here in a few minutes, and I will I will post it in the uh, I'll post it in the chat. Hundred yeah, exactly. percent, no problem.
1: You've got my uh my code above. That's the the secret paladin. As will be taking care of you shortly.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, but yeah, thank you for bringing that. I'm. I'm excited to see what we do next week because one I'm going to be hard just to hard stop playing this one deck to, to hit legend and then also I didn't realize I'm at 456 Paladin wins I think nice, uh, right? and so that's that's within striking distance of the golden portrait and nice. uh, Paladin is in war, like World of Warcraft at least Paladin is my favorite class so that'll Nine be a nice little moment two. <laughs> I go, oh I'm surprised <laughs> as oh, the holy warrior <laughs> oh man Interestingly um, enough, the
0: only one I don't have Golden's Mage, but now's a good time to play Mage. So I'm coming true. for you,
1: yeah. Um, well, yeah. But well, there you go. Thank you for bringing it. I'm I'm excited to to like see what we bring and then um you see what what Exiles has been up to as well because I know I've been seeing Exiles offline playing a little bit and been wanting to pick his brain. But it's sort of like you know you see a pitcher they've got a, a perfect game going. It's the ninth inning. You're like you know what I'll bother you after the game, right? <laughs> yeah. So yeah,
0: yeah. So it's a fun deck. Um, play it at the rank floor though, because um, it can be tricky to play. Um, mm-hmm. But it is a fun deck, and when it goes off, it, it feels like you can't lose. Oh my god, <laughs> it's so over the top! It's so over I, the top.
1: Yeah, I, I uh, just, I couldn't imagine your opponents.
0: Yeah. Okay, but all right. Well, now that we've we've rolled around in our own our own love of our <laughs> yeah. decks for a minute um i think I think it's time to start uh wrapping things up for the evening,
1: yeah, yeah, I agree. um, I did want to do just a quick overview because we did tease it with the Twitter poll, but yep. it 's going to be in a bridge version because we've really we've really milked it um, <laughs> yeah, so for anyone who wasn't here earlier when we, when we teased uh this week's twitter question um i'll post it here in chat, feel free to vote if you'd like. The question is, or I should say the tweet reads, and then the question is followed. Um, This week, it was announced that the arena rankings will now reflect players' 30 best consecutive arena runs throughout a season. Uh, The first season will be two months long instead of one month, which is what we're used to seeing. You see leaderboards the same way as standard every month. Um, They show you the top 200. Arena did the exact same thing. Um, Now they're going to change that so Arena does two, uh, two months instead. So the question is, do you agree with this change or are you against it? Um, first thing, just to read the current results, we're at 57% agree with the change, 43% disagree with the change, over 14 votes. Um, so that means eight people are for, six people are against. Mm-hmm. Um, and just to, to break down my, my thoughts, I am shocked. <laughs> I am shocked that this was not a landslide of against this change. Um, I may have you know the bias in there of following arena streamers who've openly uh not been for this uh this change because of the fact that arena is very much a format that doesn't see the sort of attention that standard does um it's a much you know it's a smaller community smaller attention is usually put on it um and so the idea of at least having sort of a monthly leaderboard um that does keep people more engaged, and it does bring more attention routinely to the mm-hmm. format because every month people are curious about how someone yeah. ended up, and every month an arena player can can say, "Hey, guess what? I'm top 200. I I hit leaderboard." There's there's a lot of good friends of the stream who, um, you know, hit top 50 leaderboard routinely, and that's mm-hmm. a that's a good selling point for a streamer. Um, so I was I was very very surprised. I think um, the reason that this probably happened is because they're trying to make hearthstone again more accessible um the players who can't put in as much time the same thing right. that we've seen with these specialist tournaments where hey maybe someone can't make a trip out to you know every tour stop that we have but they can maybe spend time online maybe not 16 17 hours in a row but <laughs> um, they can at least be at their computer and they don't have to buy a plane ticket to, to participate right. in the chance to be you know part of this tournament this is the same thing not everybody can play 30 consecutive arena runs right. over the course of a month um, people had trouble hitting that let alone being happy about those 30 runs that happened. Right. So this is helpful for the accessibility of the game, which is the direction that they are taking the competitive side of Hearthstone. Um, with that even said though, it's tough. It's tough mm-hmm. to, to be on board with it on my end. And and I know I sort of said my piece, it'll go deeper into that. So as please feel free to throw in your, your two cents.
0: Um, yeah. I'm, I, this is another one where I'm torn. I'm torn because mm-hmm. I get why they're doing it. And I, I th- you'd think intuitively like, Oh yeah. Like if, if, Ladder seasons lasted two months it, it takes a lot of pressure off that climb because it's like man you feel like you just gotta like really hammer at it because it takes it takes a while to climb up even for good players uh, it yeah. takes you know a week or two sometimes to climb up and that's a lot of pressure to just sit there and hammer away at it for we uh, for, for for hours on end all day long so it's nice to, to know that you can like spread that out, out over you know seven or eight games a week instead of you know ten games a week um, uh, so there is that side of it, but I agree. Like it, it, for me it would be it would be frustrating that that the one thing that I get recognition for every month is if I can make the leaderboard and now you're cutting that in half. That that's yeah. kind of a kick in the teeth. So it's a, it's a delicate balance and we've seen this before with Blizzard when they have to make a decision when it comes to balancing these like two two choices between playing towards the, you know, the 5% hot you know top end of players versus playing the 95 percent masses they're gonna they're gonna play to the masses every time because that's that's it's it's a financial decision to be to be frank it's a financial decision and yeah. um, and, and so it makes sense that they're doing it because they want they want to make it more accessible um, but I think that any any if we look at the model of professional sports uh, uh, across the world um, the professional sports um, like football baseball, soccer, whatever you want uh, to look at. they, they make the game um, they reward players for being good at the game and they penalize people that that tried to circumvent bet that cheat or whatever. Um, and I think that if you want to make the, if you want to make the game more entertaining for for fans, you make it as competitive as possible. And, and I think this is a change that makes it slightly less competitive, even though it makes it more accessible. So I think mm-hmm. I lean towards disagreeing with it as well, but I get why they're doing it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, it's tough. I think the reason that something like, because you can say, oh, but they're making this the, a similar sort of position and standard where they really want to make the, the pro seem seem more accessible. Right. Um, the issue with arena is arena does not have the player count. And does not have the widespread, right. um, you know, like the, like standard is just for a lot of people is Hearthstone yep. for a, you know a lot more compared to other game modes. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, so that's what they have going against it. If if it was a bigger population and you could you could see that, um, I think the change could be much more up to debate. But but yeah, the fact that you've got this this tight knit community, this much smaller area, and um, you're you're making them feel almost less. Uh, pervasive pervasive maybe isn't a right word but like you said just recognition you know right. these are people who you know have core followers who are very passionate about the format it's right. it's tough so yeah interested to see the polls open for another 17 vote um we'll return to it next week but but yeah that's
0: i definitely want to look at it again next week to see see if any if anything changes between now and next week if people have a chance yeah. to like actually get that cuz cuz the announcement was just made earlier today so yeah. a lot of people probably aren't even aware of it. So I definitely, this is one that I want I we post a, a poll, a Twitter poll question every week, but this is one I actually want to go back and revisit because I'm curious if we get some more votes on it. So we might even retweet this one just to get a little extra.
1: Yeah. There we go. That it as was. boost <laughs> doing your squats.
0: That's, yeah. <laughs> oh man. All right then. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so Yeah. Um, so, other than that, I think um, just a couple of reminders before we leave. Um, yeah. Remember that um, the vodcast will be up on the EO, um, the EO YouTube page. Um, we're mm-hmm. still working on getting it up on the Eternal Orbit um, website, along with the the podcast pod True Podcasts. Um, those should be coming out here pretty soon. Um, mm-hmm. Don't forget that you can. Um, that you can still get into the um, HCT um, pick your your champion.
1: There you go. Took the words out of my mouth.
0: Uh, pick your champion um, for the HCT finals next week.
1: Yeah. Who did you vote for again?
0: I voted for Muzzy.
1: And I'm on the Viper train. Viper so, train.
0: Yeah, I was yeah. almost there, but I was like, eh, I want to go Muzzy. I want to go Muzzy. Yeah. Viper's a great Muzzy's player. Muzzy's a, Vi- a great rock. player. though <laughs> look at us complimenting each other's picks but we're oh, going to be gloating when the other one does better than the other one so
1: oh yeah yeah it's going to be a real sort of you know nose on the, the hand on the nose
0: oh yeah i can't trumpet. i can't wait to neener neener you all day long <laughs> uh
1: yeah and if you do vote in that however you get additional packs um also if you do watch the tournament uh the hct world championship for more than four hours for each stream you will get Rostcon rumbles packs Mm-hmm. And you will um, be eligible to do this. They're kind of doing a random uh, dump of 2,500 cards per stream that are classic cards. Um, you'll be eligible to just be gifted to packs. classic packs. Yeah. yeah, classic packs. There we go. So when you log in, all of a sudden, you'll have a fun little gift. So yeah, all the more incentivation. To, is that the right word? Sure. Let's say it is. Uh, and yeah, so that also makes sure you log in between today and the 21st. As we mentioned, it's Ignoble Garden or Noble Garden, however. To talk about it mm-hmm. where you'll be getting a free two free golden mechano eggs, paladin mm-hmm. 08 that uh gives you then a mechano sore, I think, 8 8, um, as well as two uh boomsday packs. So, yep. free stuff just for logging in,
0: which is always nice considering they give the least free stuff of like any card game around. <laughs> so, it's nice whenever they, I- they want to give us some stuff,
1: yeah,
0: yeah, which were dust for me because I already had golden ones, but I got like you know, like 2k oh, dust for go. it, so that's pretty sweet exactly not complaining about
1: that um and really last thing i think that i wanted to shout out again we mentioned earlier but Mm -hmm. our good friend teammate blumplunk is going to start putting out daily videos uh anyone here who's watching who's part of na maybe like myself who you don't get to watch much of blumplunk streams because you're usually asleep or it's your morning you're driving to work um You'll be able to now keep up with the content. Blump will be doing daily videos, as I mentioned, that will all, for the most part, be based around a deck that they're playing for that day, and analysis on how to play that deck, sort of going over mulligans, matchups, all that sort of things. It's a nice way to keep up whether or not you can catch up with the streams.
0: Yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing those because I, I catch I catch probably two thirds of his streams just because I don't I don't sleep, <laughs> but uh, but I catch about two thirds of his streams and I uh, and I always love watching his insights. So yeah. it'll be cool to have those out there for sure. Um, so yeah, I think I think we covered all the all the basic stuff. Make sure you oh, keep up wow. with uh, with uh, with EO on all of our various social medias, our our Twitter, our our website Eternal Orbit. Gg our uh, our Patreon, our um, uh, Twitch page, all the other members of the team—we're all streamers. Keep in touch. Thank you so much for being here, everyone. <laughs> Eric, we somehow managed to go over by 30 minutes longer than we wanted to.
1: Yeah, holy cow!
0: But that just means we're given we're given that extra bonus,
1: <laughs> or we spent maybe a little too long talking about Token Druid and Bomb Warrior.
0: <laughs> well, you know, when when you're passionate about something. You just oh, like no. to beat it to death. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Brooke, watch out. <laughs> oh, <man>.
0: <laughs> wow. <laughs> Two shit. I am Rude Clowns.
1: <laughs> My fabulous co-host, friend, Azrael Azra as it gets. And I'm Azrael as it
0: gets. Thank you guys <laughs> so much for being here. We will be back next week, Wednesday, nine PM Eastern, six PM Pacific. We'll be joined once again with uh, Mr. Exiles Rhythm, who is the normal third host on this show. And until next time, guys, we will see you around. Take care. By the merch and stay rude.